0: Yes, yes, family welcome. Welcome to another to another wonderful meeting. I am so happy to see every single one of us here and I am absolutely excited for what God has for us this very evening. <laughs> Last week was interesting, huh? <laughs> you people wanted to wound me here. I was just sweating. I said, Jesus, who sent a message? <laughs> you know. And um, so, yeah, um, in case anyone is here for the first time, you know, for the past um, three weeks, four weeks, you know, God asked us to revisit the foundations and actually go all the way back to Genesis and begin to build from the ground up. Because we're in this time, not only creating a database for ourselves, but we are creating something for the church, the mass, the mass congregation. So all these conversations we're having, these things are actually going to serve us as um, uh, what would I call it? Uh, resources for thousands and millions of people in the days coming, you know. And that's why we're being very deliberate about recording a lot of things and writing a lot of things because we're building, we're building, we're building the message for this time. We're building the message for this era. And I have no doubt that it's going to bring all manners of liberation for every single one of us who begin to tap into this new thing that God has begun in various parts of the world, you know? Because now he is reintroducing himself. And he always does this. This is something that is very common in every age. God is always rebranding, 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 because that is how nature is. Every sunrise is a kind of rebranding, you know, that brings forth a new day in a new form, a new manifestation to meet us where we are. So it's always been like this. God has always been rebranding, rebranding, rebranding because the environment is constantly changing. So it's not strange to know that God has come in this time with a form, a nature, an expression that corresponds to where we are in this stage of human evolution. You know? So that is what is going on right now. We are presently building the blocks for the message of this time. So help us God. Amen.
1: <laughs> Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. So we're presenting on the discussion of Elohim. Elohim. And last week we spoke about how we spoke about paradoxes and everything in nature is um, polarized. Positive, negative, plus, minus, up, down, sun, moon, light, darkness, masculine, feminine, heaven. Um, earth, lion, lamb, serpent, and dove. We see the polarities everywhere, good and evil, Jew and Greek, bond and free, everything, everything, polarities everywhere. And we spoke about how God is the union of polarities. He is the marriage of polarities. Literally, God is completely free, yet he enslaves himself to his love. Do we understand that? Have you ever thought about it that way? Yes, sir. Huh? Yeah, completely. God is free, but yet with that freedom, he enslaves himself to a particular purpose for every single one of us. That is the paradox. That is, that is the life in the, in the center where freedom and slavery meet, you know. Because the person who is truly free is one who is slave by choice. And that's why the Apostle Paul kept on calling himself, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ. He wasn't a prisoner by by uh, circumstance or anyone forced him. He was a prisoner by choice. And just before we go forward, I want to take us back to the book of Exodus. You see? Whew. Wow, a lot just hit me like lights now, but I, have to, I don't want to move into a different direction (laughs) i was about to talk about the seven days of creation but that would take us to somewhere else but anyway just like on the seven days of creation god worked for six days and on the seventh day he rested god told moses that every six years after a slave works on the seventh day he must be set free let's not go too deep into that but let me just use this to explain what i'm just saying on the seventh day he must be set free right so after a slave works for six years, on the seventh year, that slave has to be set free, right? Now, if that slave says, my master is so good, oh, I do not want to leave his house. I want to be a slave by choice. That, whew, that slave has a choice to what? This is in the Bible in Exodus, in case we don't know. You know? That slave has to take a nail, and nail his ear to the doorpost of his master's house. Are we seeing the symbols? Can we read? Can we read what is going on here? You know what Moses is talking about? You know? The slave that says, my master is good, I no longer want to leave his house, for him to signify that he has to nail his ear to the doorpost of the house of his master. Now let me ask us, who is the door, friends? Who is the door? Christ. Uh What does it mean to nail one's ear to the door? It's like harking onto him. Right? To listen to him. Of course. So that is the definition of a true slave. The one who, with his own will, says, I choose to be here. Because God is not looking for robots. That idea that. Oh, you don't get to think anything. This is what um, imperialist minds did, like Queen Victoria and uh, Napoleon and uh, and Peronero, all these people who want to enslave the masses. They paint God like some tyrant that doesn't want your mind to function. God forbid. God is not that way. God wants you to choose him with your eyes open. Do you understand?
2: Love is not by force. It's not by force. Blind faith. Who will huh? do the first one? God. Aha, you know? <laughs> <laughs> A guy, <laughs> you are going against? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Blind faith is good in the beginning, but later on, one's faith must see because it's written, for the glory that was set before him. Jesus, what? Complete the scripture. Endued the cross. Endure the cross. So there was something he saw that made him to be resolute in that trajectory that he was put on. It wasn't blind. Physically, it might look like there was nothing, but our eyes physical are only one type of sight that we have. We also have a spiritual sight, you know? So faith can see. What we talk about, okay, blind faith is in the sense that you can't see anything physical, but faith must always see something. Even if there is no physical representation of anything around, your faith sees beyond the physical. You understand? So faith always sees. The son of God always sees. And he follows his father consciously. He's thinking, like I always say, I will never stand and say anything that I myself have not seen. It doesn't matter where it's written, whether it's in the Genesis, Exodus. Because if you now come and put question on me to tell me to explain what I've said, I we'll now say, Oh, it's written there, that's it. How can I say that? Because that it doesn't, then why are you talking about it? Because I see a lot of people, they will now, the reason after they've said something very preposterous, you now ask them to prove it or explain it. They're not saying ah, I don't know. That's what's written there, that's what's written there. No, we have to go beyond that. We have to understand the mind of God, we have to understand the nature of God. And when we understand this, we
2: can see how it's interrupt. For me, the message today was to say, to prove every spirit. I said, no, I will hold myself. And you just said that, that you won't say what you have not (laughs) said. Look, look, look. (laughs) I said, I won't say it. Going against the instruction. (laughs) But now, when you said it, it was just like, Alex, see, you should have, but this is good. So we are here, but you who is privileged to be the anchor man has just told us that even though we hear you speak we must see it for ourselves not physically absolutely thank you i'm here till whenever (laughs) i just (laughs) Thank thank you
0: all is well all is well all is well toby i'll be with you one second let me just wrap up this thought you know so one must only speak that which they know and have seen Jesus Christ said we testify of that which we've seen and that which we know but you have not believed our report are we, are we not familiar with that scripture that Jesus when Jesus Christ said that you know John Aha. Uh-huh. so testament has to be from that which you know because mm-hmm. if you testify of something that you don't know and the fire comes on your legs Woo! you're <laughs> going to run friend. <laughs> you know wow. so anything that one hears one must challenge it to have their own personal knowledge and understanding there is nothing that God tells me that I don't ask him I want to understand your mind I get what you have said go there I am ready to go there but I want to know where I'm going because I want that thing he said to me to become my own it's beyond god said you understand everything that is happening now is beyond god said it started with god said But I'm not just running because God said, I have seen it for myself. I have seen the truth. I have tested it. And I know that this is the way. So therefore, it doesn't matter if anyone by my my side. I don't need anyone's approval. I have seen for myself. And that is enough for me as a person. I don't need to hide behind what Paul said. I don't need to hide behind what Ezekiel said because I know. I can stand before a multitude and say it without any book. If I quote book, I just quote it because people need to hear it. But for me, it's no longer because I've read it. I have seen And it's from that sight that I speak with courage and assurance and move in that direction. So this is what God wants to achieve in us. God is not looking for robots who are not able to think or process for themselves. That is the mindset of Queen Victoria. She comes and gives you an educational system that can only make servants, that cannot make kings. But we know very well that our Lord is a king of kings and a Lord of lords. So he is interested in creating kings. A king is a kingmaker. A Lord is a lord maker. So it's time for us to begin to look at God in this perspective. God is interested in creating rulers. You see? He, however, wants to define what rulership is. And this is where we are in this time. So this is the introduction before we enter into the meat for today. So before we go in, Toby, your hand has been up. Talk to me.
3: Hey, man, can you hear me? I can hear you well. Man, um, first of all, man, it's... it's... You, you've been hitting the nail on the head. You, you, you're, you're fond of shaking tables. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> 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 you said you shake table, man. No, but yeah, no. Yeah, That like what you've discussed is particularly what drove me away from Christianity growing you know, up because it's like, oh yeah, explain something for me. You slap. That's also how they wrote it in the Bible, my friend. Go and take it like that. It's like, okay, talk. Okay, then you you can't kind of explain where you're coming from. And what's the point? Then why am I? I don't, I, 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 I've always had a mind on my own, so I cannot, you know, I cannot, I couldn't just be following something I didn't understand. So that's one thing. But yeah, thank thanks for bridging a lot of things. And um this this topic particularly um what's it called? Um invited me. Like that's why I actually joined. I'm gonna round up quickly. My question, now wanted to ask you a question. So you from the from the piece that you the first one you did. You talked about um, the dual nature of um, existence, which of existence and is, is in is, existence is a dual is in a dual nature. You know, light and darkness, mm-hmm. and all that. Now, isn't it now? Don't you find it that like nowadays, or should I say, the Christianity or religion has been taught to us? They are trying to separate and still play the game. Because if you truly understand that two those two things exist together mutually. You will not be trying to play the game of trying to um, associate yourself with light, God, you know, because we associated God with just that light, that whatever. If you're looking at it from that standpoint, then that means you needed the devil. Like, let's keep, if, if if we are keeping it like, if we truly have the understanding of the dual <laughs> nature of experience of the world, though, like if you truly understand that, okay, without being dead you would never know what being alive is if you never knew what sadness were, you never know what happiness is if you truly understand that dual nature then you come to i guess you start to ask questions that: like, okay so god and the devil do they need do they need each other first of all second you can look at it from another angle is does god have both natures in him good and evil <laughs> those are the kind of questions <laughs> that i want that's that's where i want to take it now to to understand for you so,
0: don't worry it's, it's still a bit too early but we'll, we'll venture into all that well, it's good then to say that Jesus Christ said the son of man must be betrayed, but woe unto him who does the betrayal. So there had to be a Judas. It was very important that the Judas was present in the story of the Christ. There had to be a Pharaoh. It was very important that Pharaoh was part of the story. You know, there had to be a serpent in the garden, you know. And we saw in Genesis chapter 2, when God created all the beasts. Ah, no, no, no. See, we're not going to that today. Please, Toby. Toby so actually just stay awake.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, no worry. later, 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 later. Don't worry, don't worry. Don't
0: I'm going worry no to don't don't worry. No problem. <laughs> okay, um, okay. See, please, let me just please today, please. I beg everybody, let me learn today first before the all bombardment Start, Hey, please. I've only done introduction before we start, you know. So please.
4: <laughs>
5: House, I'm the class captain today. Nobody gets to talk unless you pass through me.
0: Uh, uh it's good like that, okay my bro Alex, talk to me
2: yeah, while you were explaining, he just like a light, I understood why Moses would tell God, after seeing him pat the red sea, do all that, and still had the audacity to tell him, if you do not go with us, we will not go like, hmm. really, really, really <laughs> so I'll leave it there <laughs> no problem it. <laughs> no problem.
0: <laughs> all right, okay. Let us initiate. I want to start by I want to start by saying that when we say that something is true, truth is characterized by that which is consistent in all things. Because let us give an analogy and call truth breath. Right? Is there any part of this world that you do not find breath? I'm asking, huh? none. No. none, breath is found everywhere, in the donkey, in the plant, in the fish, in the bird, in the man, wherever, you are going to find breath because it's that which connects everything in existence. Truth, we must always know is a cobweb, is a network, it is not an island. If truth appears to be an island that excludes everything else, it's either that thing is a lie or that truth has not yet been fully comprehended because truth is that which is consistent in all things. Do you understand that?
6: Yes, sir. Huh?
0: Uh-huh. So for something to be true in Nigeria, it must be true in Japan. must be true in china it must be true in in australia it must be true in canada it must be true everywhere it might have different variations but that truth must be consistent if not it's not true i mean i mean some of us who are at least aware with some scientific basis we know that that's how a fact is established you know when it can be repeated over and over again you know okay this is true you know so I want us to understand something about life because we're talking about Elohim. We're talking about God. And we spoke last week how God is multifaceted. He's multifarious. Just like we are multifaceted and multifarious. We are one physical being, but inside of this physical being are over 55 trillion cells. Inside of each of those cells are hundreds of millions of atoms. (laughs) Inside of those atoms are protons, electrons, and neutrons. Inside of those ones are uncountable number of what we can call neutrinos or quanta <laughs> are you seeing how things go on and on and on and on and on the more you look into something the more you see that that single thing is a multitude and inside of that multitude each of those single things there another multitude are we getting this yes sir aha uh-huh. and this is how it yes, goes on yes like a drop of water analogy uh, exactly inside the drop of water exists a whole planet a whole host of living beings, all of them individuals of their own that inside of themselves is a whole world again. And it goes on like that into space from the solar system to the galaxy to a a, a cluster of galaxies called the Laniakea to the entire... It just goes on and on because nature is just like that. Now, if all of creation is like this, multifaceted, singular but multiple. How can the one who gave birth to this be any different? I want to ask a question. Can a lion give birth to a goat? Nope. Impossible. So if we see that creation is like this, we must very well understand that the creator must also be like this because the both of them cannot be separated from one another. Now I want to teach us something about language and sound and names, you see. When you observe nature, you see, Have about you asked, how come when we go to China, they call water there, shui? When we go to Italy, they call it agua. When we come to England, they say water. When we come to Nigeria, they say Omi, haven't you wondered why all these names are different for the same one water? Have you ever wondered why? Have you ever wondered why?
5: Yes, sir. Uh, no.
2: Yes, I have
7: <laughs> No.
0: Okay. Right now, it's been scientifically proven, right? That the water that is in Lagos is not the same water that is in Abelkuta. When you zoom into them on a molecular level, there are two different bodies of water. Do you understand that? Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying? The water in Lagos and the water in Abelkuta are not the same. They are the same water, but they're different. In fact, this bottle of water I'm holding in my hand, for the fact that I'm holding it in my hand, there have been experiments carried out that my emotional imprint on this water changes its molecular structure. If I become very angry, and I project my anger on it, it's been scientifically proven that the molecular structure of this water will change. Are you getting what I'm saying? For the fact that I'm shaking it, that I'm creating a new kind of vibration inside of this bottle, this water has changed. For the fact this water enters into my physical body, mingles with my inner atmosphere, it has changed. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see how one thing doesn't remain the same. So if this one bottle of water in my hand by the time I pour it inside an uh, aluminum cup and the water merges with the vibrations of the aluminum cup to create a different substance, it should not be strange to say that the water in Lagos and the water in Canada are not the same. So therefore, you cannot call them the same thing. Are we seeing this, this analogy I'm giving?
1: Yes, yeah, like the water is the same, but the makeup of each water is different.
0: So it's you yes. think, so it's the same water, but it's unique. So it's not strange that there's a different name for it because it's really not the same, right? Have we seen Have we seen the, the, the rams that you can find in like Norway? Very fine. You see the eye is nice color. The horn is fine. You see the, the fur is beautiful. But the ram that we see in Nigeria. <laughs> you know that Boari has touched that ram. <laughs> God, forgive me, please. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Please, please, that was was a bad joke. (laughs) You know? But it's the same ram, isn't it? But the one in Nigeria looks significantly different from the one that you find in Norway. So is it strange that a different name is given to the ram here than Norway? I'm asking. Huh? I'm asking.
8: No, so it's normal.
0: No, no. So strange. Atmospherically speaking, the atmosphere in Nigeria is not the same as the atmosphere in Canada. For example, there is nothing like white or black man. There is only human being. Now, when a human being is found in a particular geographical location, based on the amount of sunlight that is present there. If the sunlight is too much, the human skin generates a layer of pigment to protect itself from too much sunlight. Do we understand that? hmm If that same human being finds himself in a very cold climate where there is little sunlight, the body adapts to reduce the, the layer of pigment so that it can take in as much sunlight as possible. Do we understand that? Yes. So we see that because environments are different, whatever enters into that environment has to be different, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Atmospherically speaking, everywhere, even though it's the same planet Earth, but it's very different. Everywhere is different, everywhere is unique, everywhere is distinct. So it's not strange that in every different environment, we find different languages different names, different expressions for the same things we find everywhere, you know? But when we look into those same things, right? The granite that you find in Nigeria, even though it looks like the same granite in Australia, when you look into the molecular structure, it's different. So it should not be strange that Africa or Nigeria should have a unique name for granite, and Australia as well should have a unique name for granite. True or false? True, true. Are you seeing this narrative? Even look at architecture. The architecture you find in Greece is not the same that you find in China. It's not the same that you find in Israel. It's not the same that you find in Egypt because the environment is different. The contents of that environment also have to be different. That's why when we study the fossils of old animals that lived a million years ago, they look completely different from animals now. Of course, because the environment was different. Did we get that? Everything is interaction, is in interaction with everything. So, therefore, if the environment changes, that which is inside of the environment must change. That's why, in those days, and I'm going to show you how things are connected, in those days, for there to be a king, there must be a prophet, why? Because the prophet is aware of that environment in which he's in, and he gives the king direction on how to build certain things. Do we understand that? Sort of. So for example, now, a prophet, can he, he knows that, so there are different kinds of environments, right? There's physical environment, and we can say there's an environment of a particular time. And let's say in this time, like for example, in Joseph, He saw that in this particular time, there will be farming for this amount of years. And because he saw that, he could give a directive saying, hey, begin to plan, plan, plan for this time, right? Because that time was an environment. Assuming they did not build certain structures that will correspond to that farming, would they not have suffered? I'm asking. Yes. So do you understand the concept of a prophet telling the king what to do in that environment? Because you can see the environment, right? Now yes. to show you how that high thing also applies to little things, is that can you in the, in this twenty twenty, you are a CEO of a company. Don't you need to call a PR consultant for them to prophesy to you the environment that you're in? I'm asking. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> is, is it not true? Yes.
5: That, that,
0: those are the modern day prophets now. <laughs> that's what
5: business, huh? is about. That's what business scaling. I said that's <laughs> what business basically is: business
0: model scaling. Indeed, so we see that the same principles of the past are still here to date. You want to start a company. You have to call the tax consultant who will tell you, hey, listen, this is the tax situation in this country. If you want to make your business fine, you must arrange this, arrange that, arrange that. You call the one who is a PR, she'll tell you this. You call the HR department, they will tell you this. You call the psychologist. So you see this same concept. Like I always say, hey, no, God bless you. Same script, different actors. You see the same principle expressing itself everywhere, all throughout time, in different places. Because like I said, truth must be consistent. It, however, can change the way it expresses itself. But truth is always consistent. You must find it in every place, in every time. That's the way it is. So in every environment, because every environment is unique and distinct to itself, that which is present in that environment must also correspond to it. If not, it will fail. And that's why if your physical body goes into Mars without a suit, the moment it enters into Mars, because it is not compatible with that planet, it will be instantaneously disintegrated, true or false. True. Now, to bring it on a spiritual level, if you as a person your heart, your mind, your state of being doesn't correspond to the atmospheric condition of heaven. Can you stay there? I'm asking. Yeah. Is it possible? No. 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 So, the same way you need a spacesuit to enter into Mars, you also need to become a new creation to enter the kingdom of God. Do you see the same principle?
7: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you understand? I told you, truth is consistent. You can find it all in the way to the stars. You can find it down to the very atoms. It must connect to everything because truth is consistent. It's like air. It must be found everywhere. That is truth for you. So every environment has its unique signature. And because it has its unique signature, you have to create something that corresponds to that environment. Let me ask us a question. Is there not KFC in Lagos? Yes. Ma, huh? We have what
5: they used to call KFC.
4: Uh,
0: uh, uh. The KFC in, in America, will you find Jolo fries there? <laughs> 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 I'm asking. <laughs> no. 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 Who, told, who told KFC in Lagos that they should put jollof fries in their menu? <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> I would. <went laughs> the environment.
0: Huh? Uh-huh. Now you see why Paul said, I become all things to all men for the sake of the gospel. Do you see the same principle? Do you see it? So even the owner of KFC knows that wisdom that you go to a new marketing. environment. Marketing, cheap huh? your market. <laughs> Do you think market is started today? Look at you. These people they knew it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you see, because in every new environment, whatever must manifest there must manifest in harmony to that environment, communicating the same truth, but in the form of that environment. Because every environment is unique and distinct. The human beings don't look the same, but it's the same human beings. The fishes don't look the same, but it's the same fishes. The birds don't look the same, but it's the same birds. The animals don't look the same, but it's the same animal, isn't it? The tiger that you find in Siberia is different from the one that you find in India, but they're still tigers. The snake that you find in India is the same snake you find in Nigeria, but they're different, but they're still the same. So it's not strange that what they will call snake in India. It's different from the one that they will called in, in California. It's different from the one that they were called in Lagos. Because everyone is unique and distinct. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you seeing how it connects to Elohim? Because when a new environment appears, there has to be a name, a description that corresponds to that environment. So let me say a little environment can be when God comes to fight your battles. And you say, ah, Jehovah Sabaoth. Of course, because that's a different environment. You understand? When God heals your sickness, you say, Jehovah Rapha. Yes, that's a different environment. Are we getting this? Huh?
9: Yes, sir. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's the same God. It's the same God. But because the environment has changed, the form and expression must change. Let me ask us this question. Some of us that were in, grew up in Nigeria. Huh? The, the U- Europeans that brought Catholic church to us and brought their piano and brought uh, uh, their, their Latin music. She, did they give us the talking drum that we're using today? No. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Where did we get the no. talking drum from? <laughs> Culture. I can't song with that. Eh? How come we are singing it? Eh? <laughs> is that Ave Maria? <laughs> Why is it working for us? This is a question we need to ask ourselves. <laughs> because every environment has its unique and distinct signature. If we're going to speak it in more modern terms, every environment has a unique and distinct vibrations. Every environment vibrates at a particular frequency, a particular unique and distinct frequency. When you say you have created a language that is divine, it has to take a person that is spiritually conscious. How will he achieve it? He will observe the vibrations of the atmosphere and based on those uh, vibrations that happen there, he will create words that correspond to the vibrations in that place. Now, when he creates a word that directly corresponds to that atmosphere, that creates a portal between the energy of that atmosphere and the word that he has spoken. And the moment he utters it, energy must flow from him. Life must flow, because that word is connected to everything that is. Do we understand that? Is that hard to understand?
1: I'm sorry, please take that again.
0: Okay, When a child is born, when a child is born, in the ancient times, it was always old people that gave names to children. Why? Because let's say they are spiritually conscious, you know. They look at this child, they've seen his destiny, so, so to speak. And we can call that destiny the environment of that child. Once they see it, they give a name to that child that corresponds to that environment that it's in. So when they saw Noah, because they saw the work he was going to achieve, they gave him that name. When they saw Moses, because of the work he was going to achieve, they gave him that name. Do you understand that? Yes. When you name something, it's not something you come up with your imagination. You must name a thing in accordance to what it is. That is the only way you can give a name. If not, it's not a real name. The name is not real. If it does not correspond to that person or that thing that you have seen. That's why people who just wake up, you go to a new uh, local area, you name the street Victoria Daniel Street. What? You see, this is when the wisdom of the ancient ones have vanished from the world. You, there must be chaos in that place. How can you name something what it is not? You have created all manners of imbalances. For the fact that people are going there every day and they're calling it Victoria Daniel. What that thing is not, there must be trouble for everyone that lives there. Because that very word you're calling it in every moment is causing contradiction, contradiction, contradiction. Because that word you're calling it is not in alignment with what it is. Let me ask you a question. Hmm? As individuals, because like I said, we must bring everything down to little and easy to understand levels. As an individual, right? How would you feel when someone who is always lying every day, telling you, I'm an honest man, I'm an honest woman, I'm diligent. How would you feel? Confused, confused. It creates contradictions. It just sets your head on fire. (laughs) Do you understand? It blows your mind apart because you're like, what? Because fundamentally, subconsciously, we understand alignment we understand the unity, we understand the flow. And when we don't see it, it causes destabilization. you know? That's why maybe you see a particular man that is very handsome or a woman that is very beautiful and everything about you say, oh my God, this person is until you meet them. And who they are on the inside is in complete contrast to who they are on the outside. Won't your head turn on you? (laughs) (laughs)
6: Let's
0: just talk about catfishes. Exactly, catfish, it is mind-boggling. You see a fine picture. For those of us, who, you, you know, you, you, we know they are tinder warriors here, but let's not bring it up. Let's not bring that table today. But anyway, we know ourselves, the tinder warriors. <laughs> you see this very nice lady or this very nice gentleman and he's talking all the night only for you to meet them in person. And this individual is such a wonderfully, it's just the kind of contradiction it creates is unbelievable. Now, that same thing that happens on a micro scale also happens on a macro scale. You see, when you enter an environment, because one is spiritually dead, you don't understand the vibration of that environment, and you are unable to give it the right sound that corresponds to it, you are causing imbalance in that place. That's why when we name something, name is very important. It's very important. It is not a joke. Because fundamentally, I want us to understand something. When we say something is a word, words are not real. And I want us to listen carefully because now this might get a bit complex. So just let's try and pay attention. Words are not real. For example, we say the English word mad, right? In English, the sound mad, because understand, when you attach a meaning to a sound, that's when it becomes a word. Do we understand that?
4: Yeah.
0: Huh? So, yeah. what is what is real is the sound mad. If I attach this sound mad to someone who acts out of mental balance, that's when that word mad becomes a word, isn't it? Yeah. Huh? But originally yeah. the sound it's is mad. I said, the English sound, mad, it only becomes a word when we attach that sound to a person who is mentally imbalanced, isn't it? So, mad only becomes a word when it's attached to a reality. If it's not attached to any reality, it's not a word yet. Make sense? When you meet a person that speaks a different language from you, why it looks like what is this person saying is because the person is uttering sounds that you have not attached anything to make sense
9: yes uh-huh.
0: yes it does. so you meet someone saying ching, chong, chong, quang, 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 quang. it doesn't mean anything to you because you have not attached anything to it but the moment you hang around them you see that okay when they say wah, 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 they, they point at water. i say okay why is water where is it <laughs> <laughs> but you can do this, Tabi. Please, <laughs> I beg. I can't speak Chinese. Just manage that for me, please. You know? So, <laughs> so, what is real are sounds. Sound exists before words, words only come to be when we attach a reality to a sound. So this same English word mad that relates to uh, uh, a person who is mentally unstable in French we say mademoiselle and that talks about a lady. Do you get what I'm saying? The same sound, but is attached to something else, right? Are we following? Yes. Yes, Yes, we are. When a person who is spiritually conscious. Observe the environment that they're in, whether it's this physical environment of their house or the environment of their country or the environment of their planet or the environment of their solar system and so on. When they observe that environment and they take note of the atmospheric vibrations and they recognize it in spirit and they create a sound that corresponds to that which they have heard, that is what is called what people call today a mantra. That is what it's called. Mantra is just a new word for an old thing. That is what is called a mantra. Or we can call a, a spiritual word, or what people call spell. There are many names they call it. It's not good or it's not bad. It's the fact is, when a word is created, or it's when a sound is created that is in harmony with the vibrations of something higher, that word is no longer a normal word, or that sound is no longer a normal sound. Do we understand that?
1: Huh? Yes, sorry, if if I'm correct, the word that you're speaking is channeling something in that
0: environment that corresponds, hence the mantra. Of course, because like I said, truth is something that is consistent. So for you to be a spiritual person, for you to say you are a Christ, it means that who you are is someone that is in alignment with the vibrations of everything that exists. That is a Christ. You have become like glass. All the light of reality passes through you without any distortion. You have just allowed yourself to be a conduit. So a pure word or a pure sound is that which is a conduit for the energies that are above it. Does that make sense?
6: Huh?
10: So, um, Elshaka, please, does this mean that um, when you say that, uh, when you speak those words or those sounds and they correspond, with, you know, people understand it, that is when it becomes a mantra. But is that what you're saying? Or it is when the Mm -hmm, natural mm -hmm. atmosphere understands it, when it corresponds with nature and life itself.
0: Let me explain. I said a word is something that we human beings attach to something else. A mantra is simply sound that is in harmony with the vibration of something higher than itself. Do you okay. get what I'm saying? So, for example, the sound Yeshua, huh? it's not just a word. It's not just a word. It's not, it's not even, a, it's not just a word. We call it word, we say, it means saving, but it's beyond that because it's a sound Yeshua that is in alignment with a higher vibration. That is why even if you use something that is close to it like Jesus, Jesus, Yesu, it still in a way, brings that potency down. You get what I'm saying? Because it's, it's not just a, it's, ah, God help me. Huh, Jesus.
7: Amen. It's like
0: a mathematical formula. And I mean this in very, this is the best way I can see it. I hope we can catch it. It's like a mathematical formula that the way the sound is arranged, it creates a kind of bridge between a dimension above and the dimension below. And when it is called Yeshua, it creates a portal between that energy in that place above and what is in front of you below, you see? But it can only work if you yourself are in harmony with that same energy. You get my point? If you are not in alignment with that vibration, that frequency, that force that is Yeshua, and you call the name, it's useless to you because everything is about alignment, just like a pipe where water is flowing. You know, if you're out of tune with the word and you call it, it can't work for you because it's, it's not just the word. You understand? Like I said, it's about alignment. It's like mathematics. I heard a song sorry, of seven. Al,
1: sorry, sorry. Um, it just kind of reminds me of uh, some sleep paralysis that I had. And I remember mm. shouting the name of God and the spirit responded to me and said, why are you calling the name of God when you don't? Money doesn't mean anything to you, so
10: you if, afraid now? If you you in... calling, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So if you're not in alignment yeah, when you call on the name of God, it has no effect. Yeah, Basically, that's afraid. what I'm getting from what you. That's what I'm getting from what you're saying.
9: Yes, sorry, I just want to say, as in in agreement or rather, trying to understand what you're saying is the reason why it's beyond just the word that we say is because in other languages. They Call God different names, so it is not just the it is because somebody like you're about to say Oluwa, some it's other a sound. languages. Olua is it's a powerful sound. sound.
0: Yes, exactly. it's, so a powerful it's when you sound.
9: call when you say the name in agreement, that is when it's you get the results. So you connects can say the you can say it in a different language, but because you are saying because you are in alignment, you get the same results, even if you said it in a different language. Yes,
0: because even all those other languages, too. When you, just yeah. words, Oluwa, it's not new. There are people who existed many years ago who were, who and who looked at that environment that they were in, that Yoruba land, and they saw how God was manifesting. And based on that vibration, they gave a name, Oluwa. You understand? That's how it works. But we'll go into that. Hold on, we'll, we'll, we'll go into
10: that. I, I think I, a light bulb just went off in my head. So, you know, the way with um, radio stations and you have frequencies and then when you tune your radio to a particular frequency you start to hear whatever is being said from that particular radio station so you know those frequencies like energy is just there it's right there but when you now know the the sound or the you know the the channel to tune to and then you connect to it then the portal just unlocks so i think it makes it just unlocks
0: exactly you understand so the sound Yeshua is just like that. That sound didn't just didn't just come up with it. That's where that's the difference between a pure language and a miserable language. And I know why I keep on <laughs> sorry. I just had to, to
6: laugh. know. To...
7: <laughs> See, English is a very poor language, <laughs> <laughs> i
9: agree when i was in school my lecturer actually even said that he's an english teacher but i was like english is the most confused language <laughs> he's and he's so an confused. english lecturer so i yes. agree
5: Maybe victorian era language you forgive english uh,
0: english is just a very poor language because you see english is a bastard language and i mean it literally because he's a bastard of latin of high germania of uh greek he's mixed he's just all over the place he's mixed he's a bastard literally it's just it's just mixed. It's, English is mixed, you, you understand what I'm saying. So it's not, it's, not, it's not pure, it's not a pure blood. It's not a king, it's a commoner. In the, in the, I want to start looking at everything organically. Look at languages as people, right? And in languages, in the world of languages, they're kings, huh? and they're poor people. The kings are the Greek, the Latin, the Hebrew, the Sanskrit, when we say Arabic, the Mandarin, these languages are deep, very deep. Why? Because the ones who brought them into existence had a level of consciousness in which when they created those sounds, those words, those alphabets, they were in harmony with the vibrations of nature. And that's why when you find a sorcerer, you will always see that. You, you, who sorcerer uses English? You see sorcerer with English like this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, please. <laughs> do you see that with English? How can they be English? Even Yoruba person that is doing witchcraft, do you see them using English? They can't, it's a miserable language. That's Yoruba true. Yoruba.
5: Even, Yoruba. Even incantations are not in English.
0: Of course, because when you say incantation, it's simply arranging words in a mathematical way to connect it with a certain energy. The Lord's Prayer is an incantation by all means and form, 100%. Why do you think the Hebrews, they sit down and they in their, in the, under their breath, they are uttering scriptures. It's because the sounds create a kind of vibration that alters that atmosphere. You know, but we'll get there. You know. So, Jesus, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, my God. So, I said, the Yoruba language is more pure than English. Hebrew is more pure than English. That's why you see have you ever heard of what they call Orioke? Who knows what Orioke is here?
5: A mountain.
0: Uh-huh. A mountain. mountain. Where you find all those old prophets, what they call, the one they call Woli, you know, that where uh, a product of uh, Joseph, Ayah, Baba Lola and all these people. How, do they speak English? Well, yes, uh, their eyes are open. So, I uh, uh, well, Woli Agba. Aha. Uh-huh. Baba Ladura.
5: Baba <laughs> Ladura, <laughs> don't murder my language. <laughs>
0: <laughs> forgive me, I'm sorry I'm not Yoruba, but I try yeah? <laughs> you know <laughs> some of them in that orioke, they, they, their eyes are physically their, their, their eyes are physically um, their eyes are physically blind but when you go there, you will not even enter into where they are, they are already telling you they are already seen and open and speaking and they can't even speak English and they don't even try to, they don't need to speak English. as English is a very basic language. When a language is created in harmony with the environment that it's in, right? It's, that language is not just a language, but it's a portal. That's why books then were hidden. They didn't release books. It was not just because of, they want to lock knowledge. Because then people knew about these things. Now people don't know. So we can't even leave books. You know, it won't mean anything, you see? Because then people knew. Now, if you bring some of the original Hebrew text in the way it was originally written and you put it down, someone who has knowledge, that because energy is not good, it's not evil. You understand? It's not good, it's not bad. The moment you are able to tap into it, that which can build up a house is the same energy that can tear it down. You understand? So it should not be strange when I tell you that there's no sorcerer in existence and there's no school of sorcery in existence that did not come into existence as a result of something that God taught is not possible for there to be a lie. There must be truth. All lies are truth that are corrupted. So you must know that at the root of every lie, you'll find truth because truth is the foundation of all existence. God is the foundation of all existence. Nothing can live or exist without God. Nothing can live or exist without truth. So every witchcraft principle, manual, whatever they call it, came into existence from that which the men of old taught from God, but they tinkered with it. Do you get what I'm saying? This laptop is a good computer. Yeah. I use it for the Zoom. I use it to do my work. I use it for that. But someone who knows how to hack in, do all this uh, deep, deep uh, 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 coding and all that stuff, you can use coding to build a website, You know, fix this. But that same knowledge of coding, can't I use it to hack into um, the Pentagon? I'm asking. Huh? Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Because it's knowledge, energy is not good. It's not bad. It can be used for whatever. Yeah. And that's why the ancient men were very deliberate about keeping their things secret. They don't give bell to swine because once they touch it, they, look at what these foolish scientists did with Albert Einstein's theory of relativity. They wasted it. What would have given this whole planet free energy? They turned it into killer weapons. What? Unbelievable. This is why they don't give pearl to swine. How would they give this planet a new technology? They will never give it. They won't regret as they release what gave that into Einstein. Why would they give pearl to swine? They will, pigs are pigs. They must put it on the ground. Do you understand? They must waste it. So this is why these people kept keep secrets. It was a big deal then. They went through great lengths to keep themselves secrets secret secret anyone who dares divulge the mysteries. The consequences are severe. It is not a joke, because you put the lives of the mass of people in jeopardy. You don't divulge the mystery. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. The fact that things are being exposed in this time shows the depth of depravity of this world. That's why they have decided to have mercy on this humanity, because if they don't become extreme like this, we'll be engulfed in darkness. When darkness is extreme, light must also come in an extreme way to counterbalance it. That's why God is shouting in this time and opening the floodgates and bringing out all kinds of things for us to know. Because these things that we're saying here, it was a taboo to even utter half of them 150 years ago because they don't divulge the secret. you know? They don't divulge it because that which can build up a house can also tear down. And if a person has not developed within themselves, that self-control that permits them to harness a great potency of energy, if they don't have that, you can't be, be giving such, you can't be giving a great thing to handle. You would misuse it, you will abuse it, and you will destroy people along the way. You must, you don't have a choice because you don't have the capacity, you see? That's why you see all these little boys. They carry them at 16 because they can sing, they can, they can dance. It's okay, come, I'll give you a record. To you come and sing and dance. And then they turn to Chris Brown, they turn to Rihanna at 25. Drugs has killed them. Of course. How what, what is a 16-year-old doing with 10 million dollars? You've killed the boy. You've killed the girl. It's too much. They don't have the inner structure to carry that amount of energy. It will waste them to pieces. Do you understand? It's not a blessing. An 18-year-old with 10 million, you have killed, you have murdered him. You have murdered him. It will take the grace of God to bring that boy back to life. You will destroy him. Do you understand? That's like taking a whole bag of rice and pouring it into the belly of a six-month baby. You have killed the child now. Does Mm. he have the capacity to manage it? He doesn't. You don't give pearl to swine. It will destroy that swine and it will destroy everything in the environment. You see? That is why they kept things secret. That's also why God keeps some certain things from us because we don't have the capacity for it. If He puts it in our hand, it will burn us. Not only will it burn us, it will burn everyone in our environment. So before we say, God, I want this, I want that, how about we ask, God, what do I need to be to be able to harness this thing I am asking you for? How many of us pray that prayer? It's very important because you're saying, God, give me more, give me more. But do you have the container to receive that more? Do you know. Some of us are baskets right now, and we're asking God to pour us plenty of water. How can he do that? Pour water into a basket? He's gonna pour and you'll be frustrated after and you're now calling me a wicked God. Do you understand? Whereas He's trying to turn you into a cup. I know all the circumstances he's putting around you to turn you into a glass cup. You're running away from it. You don't know that you're a basket, but you're telling God to pour water into the basket. How can he? Come on, people. <laughs> let's talk, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, so a language is pure, or it is approximately, the more pure a language is the more it is in alignment with the vibrations of the atmosphere that it's in, alright even, even Chinese are not, they are all they are all watered down, the languages back then were more pure much more pure, even before Hebrew, Greek, and there were much older ones, that all these ones came as a result of, you know. And to show you that they, these languages are life, that's why their alphabets have meaning. When you check the Latin alphabet, each alphabet has meaning. When you check the, um, the Chinese kan- kanji, you know, each alphabet has meaning. When you check the Sanskrit, each alphabet has meaning. Do you understand that? You see the Egyptian hieroglyphics is very clear. Each one has meaning because it's life. It's connected to an energy beyond it. It's not just, they're not just words. They are like formulas, right? When one utters them in alignment with what that sound represents, it instantaneously creates a portal between that energy behind that sound and whatever is being spoken to. Now, this is why in Hebrew they say don't use particular curse words because in Hebrew it's not English. When they say what is a curse word in Hebrew, it is a word that is designed in a way that is capable of disintegrating whatever it's spoken to. Why? Because that word is attached to the frequency of hell. And once it's uttered, it disintegrates anything that is in front of it. In the, immediately, especially if that person is in alignment with that energy. You see? And it's not a good or a bad thing because you saw Jesus Christ, he cursed a fig tree. When you say a person is a saint, a real saint is not only a lord in heaven, they are also a lord in hell. And I can tell you, as they are able to release angels from heaven, believe that they can release demons from hell at any time. It's not even, this is this is just the way it is. So they can create and they can destroy. A son of God is a lion and a lamb. It's not just, he can destroy when the time comes. You understand? I have a fire that I have to kin- set on this world, and I wish it would be kindled. The son of God is capable of great destruction. This is how we must understand it. It's not good, it's not bad, it's what it is, you see. So they know how to use their curse words. But it's something that is only for they who have the capacity to wield it. It's not for swine. It's not for swine. When the Bible says, blessed are the meek, that word meek is not someone who is timid and doesn't have strength. It's someone who has restraint. I've forgotten the exact word that is in Greek that is used for that timid, but it is associated with a person who has a sword, but the sword is in his sheath. So, a meek person is one who has a sword, right? But knows how to put it in his sheath. It's not someone who doesn't have a sword, you see, because a person who is harmless can never be peaceful. You can only be peaceful when you are capable of more danger. Do you understand? You can't be a peacemaker if you're not capable of danger. You have to be a dangerous person to be a peacemaker. If not, you're just harmless. You're just harmless. You can't, you can't do anything. And the day they put weapon in your hand, that is when you will destroy everything. I've not seen all those boys that wake up and go and shoot up high school. <laughs> the mom will say, oh, he couldn't have heard a fly. But, but that boy that couldn't hurt a fly killed all his classmates, do you get what I'm saying? That's my meekness. Meekness is capable of destruction. You have within your capacity 900 atomic bombs, but yet it's under complete control. That is what Christ meant by blessed are the meek. The meek have authority to tear down and lift up. And they know when to use either of the two. Because the time comes where there must be a tearing down. If we have built up something nonsense, that for example, if a cancer is built in your body, and it has become a tower. Don't you need something to come and tear it down? I'm asking. Don't you need? Huh? Yes, you do. You know? You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. But when something positive wants to come, you need something to come and build it up. So there will always be a place for tearing down. And there will always be a place for lifting up. So you must understand that the Son of God is capable of creation and the Son of God is capable of destruction, we must understand this very well. Yeah, the angel of death was initiated uh-huh. by God. You know,
10: the I wanted to say something yeah? to but okay. what, what you're saying. Um, okay, what said. Oh, my my apologies, Oshaka. If you can remember, can you continue?
0: Just go on, just go on. It's fine. Next time,
10: okay. Architect Jimoke Adeno said something about of uh, submission, she said. Um, as a wife, if you don't have the capacity to disobey your husband, and he tells you, sit down there and you sit down there, you're not submitting. You're just, you don't have money, you don't have you don't have what it takes to disobey. But when you have it, if he, and he still like, you have the money, you have the wherewithal. If you want to leave now and go to Japan, you can do it. But he now still tells you, please don't go anywhere, just stay. And you decide to say that's the real solution because you have the power to disobey you but you just refuse you know to do that
0: 100 There there is nothing special about a person who doesn't have any way to eat clean the toilet they're cleaning because they don't have choice so the person if you gave them choice they won't clean the toilet what is special is when you see mark zuckerberg who has no reason whatsoever in his life to be in a toilet washing toilet now, that is commendable because you know that he is there of his own will and volition. Just like Paul, he said, I'm a prisoner of Christ. Christ didn't force him to do nothing. Even Jesus Christ said, no one takes my life from me. I lay down. And if I lay down, I'll pick it back up again. So this is to throw away that doctrine of people saying God is a wicked God. I mean, put just a kid. God didn't kill Jesus Christ. God did not kill him. He killed himself. Do you understand? He manipulated the pride of the hebrews by saying things that were inside them so that they will kill him he was in control please even his death he controlled it no one took his life he was in control from beginning to end he made sure that they killed him that's why he started saying things to poke them he killed himself no one killed him that is the son of god they have the authority you can't take it from them it's theirs they own it that is who a son of God is. That's a king. They're not robots. They have minds of their own, and they have aligned that mind with their immortal father. That is the son. Not this Queen Victoria stuff that she has brought in Nigeria. No, no, this is not it. You understand? And that's why Christianity became a, a product of that Queen Victoria system. That's why you can't ask questions. I don't blame them because that's what they were raised with, you know. In their school, you can't ask questions. They'll give you this theory of this, theory of that. If you don't repeat the same thing like a parakeet, they will knock you down on your head. Well, if that's the way they were raised, in church they must do the same thing to you. True or false? Huh? Very true. You know? So we can't blame them, because that's what they were raised with. But now that God has <laughs> opened our eyes, now we must change the, the, the system, you know? So Fumi, so your hand has been options. Please, just go ahead. Okay.
1: Sorry, let me not um distract you from your train of thought too. But you were talking about the words and how a word is in alignment with the environment and that creates a portal and opens you up. And my question is you you use certain words interchangeably. You said a word um in alignment with the environment. You also said a word that is in alignment with um hell, the energy from hell. So I'm guessing there's another word that's in alignment with the energy from heaven. So um are those the
0: three ones. I don't know.
1: What I'm trying to say? Hey, don't build weird. that house yet. Me...
0: Hey, this house you're building really is not good. No, 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 no. Don't build that house. Wait, 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 wait. Huh? Let me just... <laughs> no, you're building a your house now. Just wait. Don't build that house yet. Wait, let me just give it to you so you can take it like this. Yeah? Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Every environment vibrates at a frequency. Yeah? Every environment. Uh, and it can be mathematically okay. calculated. You understand? If I have a particular device, I can tell you the percentage of oxygen in this room. I can tell you there's measurement to it, you understand? Every atmosphere can be broken down to numbers, okay? And vibration and frequencies, etc. When mm-hmm. I am conversant with that frequency of that environment, I can produce a sound that corresponds to it. That sound is a bridge between this world that I am and that dimension. For example now, if someone is lying, what will you call them? A liar. Exactly, because you gave a name that corresponds to that environment, true or false. Yeah. So it's like that, but on a greater scale. So when you say a word is a curse word, it's a word that has been aligned with the frequency of hell, the destructive aspect of, of nature. And when a person utters it with an energy that also corresponds. So let's say you're very bitter. Huh? You are very bitter, angry. And then you look at a person and you say, caput dominus per vivum divot. You see now, once you see that, in that space, something bad I'm was happen there. i even
2: scared as you're saying it, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> something bad was happened to them because you are taking a word that is very potent. That's why when one starts to get very deep with God, huh? Prayer is no longer the way we normally do it. It gets more mathematical. But that's much deeper. It gets more... The words you, because all these words we're praying, these are just... We're just playing. Let me not call it the playing, but this is just what we are. Things get more meticulous. It gets more meticulous because everything in life is about alignment. Even your words, alignment. That's why in those days, they didn't speak much. And that's why they always spoke in parables because the moment they speak a thing as it is, they instantly... Con- let me tell you something. Just because it's true, to give us a kind understanding, for not to scare anything in the world. My parents gave me the name Ogdener-Rukheme. That is my physical appearance. And that's the name they gave to my flesh, you see. But inside of me exists a, an older name, a more ancient name, an eternal name that corresponds to my position in this cosmos, which is the name El Shakara. It's not just a name, it's a sound, it's a formula, you see. Now, the moment you call that name, you don't know that as you've called that name, you have already attached yourself to that, that dimension. And that's why you see it in the dream. Are you getting what I'm saying? I mean, who can testify? Have you not seen it in the dream? Yes, yes. Aha, aha, that's just how it is just to give an example, and everyone is, is all like that and all like that. It's not just, it's, so that's why when some people make jokes and say uh, sharks and all, I say, hey, no, that's not the name. It's, that's, you're calling something else now, you know? So every name is connected to something, right? And when you say a name is divine or, 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 or a, a divine name, it means that it is associated to a particular aspect or dimension of God. Um, Alana, Alana asks, I see what's in the dream. So,
7: okay. I
0: mean, Thanks some people know. have said, huh?
5: Sorry, nothing, nothing.
0: Okay. So Alana asks, I see what's in the dream. So some people here, have, many people have talked about how in the dream, they see me teaching in the dream. And I keep on saying that it's not me you're seeing. What you're seeing is God inside of me using my face. To let you know that, oh, this is the God that is associated with me as a person. I'm just calling myself El Shaka, but it's not me that has that name. I'm just, I'm like the woman who has the name of the man. Do you understand? I'm a woman, and my husband is that Christ. Does that make sense? Christ is my husband. <laughs> and guys, are we confused. I hope I've not gone a bit too deep. Do you understand? No, no. Okay. I'm a woman, as I assume I'm a woman because the soul is feminine. Christ is my husband, and I'm using his name. I So I, I only have power when I'm in alignment with his name. So if I say I'm El it's not my original name. I'm I'm only, he's only my name so long as I'm associated with him. You get what I'm saying? But the moment my character is out of alignment with that name, then it's not me anymore. Uh-huh. So if you see him in a dream, that is the original you're seeing, not me, I'm just a miserable vessel that is allowing myself to be conduits of his works. And if, let's not go into that. Anyway, so yeah, um, yeah. Um, so names, names correspond to different environment. Now, if it is true, huh? That in every environment, mm-hmm. things take on a unique and distinct expression. We've already explained and it's scientifically proven that water in China is not the same as water in Lagos. The grass in China is not the same as the grass in Lagos. The, that's why you see, for example, you go to like supermarkets, maybe an international supermarket, you know, you see they have five categories of oranges, true Orange Navelle, orange Valencia, orange Egypt, orange from Jaws. I mean, true Huh? True, true. So it's the same orange right? But if it's in a different environment, that same orange takes a unique and distinct expression. On a very micro level, can you find two people who have the same exact encounter and experience with God? Is it possible? I'm asking. Is it possible? It's not possible. Oh, you can't. It's not possible. Because every single one of us have a unique environment. So, therefore, God has to appear to us in a way that corresponds to the environment that we are. Now, imagine this on a macro scale. If God is going to appear to the Yorubas, he's not going to come in a Roman outfit. He's going to wear Agbada. Do you get my point?
9: Huh? Yeah.
0: he wear Agbada. But it's the same nature. It's the same principle. It's the same spirit. The mistake, however, is when they now idolize the Agbada and they think the Agbada is God, then they will now build a statue, either physically or mentally. The worst kind of statues are the mental statues, not even the physical, because physical one at least you can see. But the mental statues are the worst. That is when people get frozen. And even if that Agbada is manifesting everything evil, you still be there. What are you still doing there? Hmm? Oh, this Father in the Lord. Oh, look at what he did 10 years ago. He raised dead. But see what he's doing now. Yes, before he was a conduit of light. What? See what he's doing now. What are you still doing there? We don't follow symbols. We don't follow vessels. We only follow the essence. We only follow the light. Once the pillar has gotten up and moved, why are you still there? You understand? That's what Moses was teaching. The pillar has moved. Why are you there? Why are you still holding on to this form? The pillar has moved. Now, this same form that was brought light yesterday is giving you darkness, but you say, "Eh, because God used it. But are you not seeing what is going on through it? Huh? Once upon a time, the papal crown had supreme significance on this planet, 100%. When they initiated the Catholicos, the universal church. 2,000 years ago, it had supreme significance. And that chair of St. Peter had supreme significance. And that scepter that they had had supreme significance. That anyone who comes in front of that place, you must be struck with light. It doesn't matter who you are. But now look at what it is today. That place that was once a place of light. What is happening there now? All manners of travesties. But people are sitting there. Why? They only follow symbols. People don't understand. That is why God is changing the narrative now. And what has He done? He has now flooded the whole world with different symbols to confuse everybody. Now everyone is confused. Who wants to follow? Who want to follow? It's because you don't understand that you're not to follow any symbol. If you are still following symbol, confusion will wound you. This in this 21st century that we're entering, this world is going to scatter. People that hold on to symbols, their whole religion will crumble. You see, because God is going to show us that all these forms that we are held on to, he will break it to pieces. It won't work. I'm telling you, that's what is happening this time. And that's why God is sending many people to begin to tell us that what is real is the principle, is the essence, is the nature. The form is just a vessel in which he communicates that essence. And it can change. It can change, it will always change. Was Moses not the doctrine he brought, that body of doctrine, which was a symbol of light, Was it not once a liberator, but well, yet yeah, that same doctrine. A time came when it was a prison. And it became an evil. This is how life is. What is evil? Evil is anything good that has gone beyond the sphere of use. Do we understand? Do we understand that? Evil yes. Is anything good that has gone beyond the sphere of use? This Babala would have cutting chicken every day. Was, was was did God not initiate that movement once upon a time? Huh? I'm asking. Was
7: it not? Yeah, doing sacrifices. Yeah, ah, yeah.
0: So you can see that they're not mad. They didn't just come up from space and start killing <laughs> animals. It was once permitted. This was the way. It wo- this was the old way. They just didn't move on. They didn't know when the pillar of cloud moved. They're still stuck there. We're well, still animals. Must be killed. But you know, the animal you must kill to get energy. You must kill your pride. It must die. Your lust must be killed. This is the animal that must burn on the altar. Your jealousy must be killed. Envy must be slaughtered. The blood must spill. Do you understand? So we still kill animals, but the animals are now eternal. This is the message. That is what has been taught. Moses used all those external things to teach us what is internal. Do you think Moses was killing external things for himself? Come on. Moses wasn't just transformed inside. You cannot give external law if you don't have law within. Moses was born again. He was transformed. It was a new creation. Of course he was. That is the truth. How can he give an external law if he didn't have the law in himself? Do you understand? That's why when he came down from Mount Sinai, the light was radiating from his face. And he said, no, 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 no. We can't look at you. He wanted to give to them what he had received, but said, no. So what did he have to do? He had to bring it down to a level that they could understand. So he minimized the doctrine and gave them a little fragment to help them to manage. You see, but God goes beyond forms. Okay, let me teach us something now. And I know I had to shake a little bit, but let me teach us so that we can start learning how to read. Huh? Have we seen this symbol of this? You find it in India or Asia of a being sitting on a chair with like 1,000 hands. The hand would be like this, like this, like this. Have we seen it before? Have we seen that thing before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, when we see that kind of thing, we say, ah, this is evil. Satan has come, blah, blah, blah. But we can't read what does that symbol tell us it speaks about how god is able to reach a person in an infinite number of ways but people don't know how to see past the symbol they say many hands because human beings do not have many hands then this must be a crazy thing you know but it speaks about the nature of god exactly el shaddai that's ex- that, that symbol represents el shaddai the almighty, that many hands, the 1,000 hands, it can reach you from here, it can reach you from there. It can come and meet you when you're sick, when you're poor, if you're in hell, if you're in hell, it can meet you everywhere. That's what that symbol represents. It's not a symbol to be bowed down to, even those who make the mistake of bowing down to the statue don't understand. So even day of the East, there are many of them who themselves don't understand. They don't know. They don't know the wisdom of the ancient ones that they are lost. And that's why in every time there must be a new message that must appear to remind them of what was. This is how it's always been. You see? But many don't know how to read. Many don't know how to read. They can't see past the symbols. What about this one of the Buddha? When you see Buddha sitting down and you see his ear, he's very big like this. What does it mean for him to have big ear? People think, oh, this is a witch, which. witch. He's telling you about how God is able to hear our cries no matter how far. That is what the symbol is telling us. Or people will bow down to the statue they don't understand they don't know how to read they can't see past the symbol are you getting it and that's how many people are in bondage they can't move past all these things <sighs> are you feeling my frustration you get what i'm saying yeah me too. do you understand
2: yeah, the yeah, symbol yeah. is not
0: to be worshipped the symbol is just a means by which a communication is happening one must understand the essence the essence behind the symbol. Once you understand the essence, all symbols can be thrown away because God is beyond all symbols. Do you understand? Once you understand the essence, the symbol can be thrown away. You don't need it because you've gotten the message. Do you get my point? Mm-hmm. You sent an ambassador from Nigeria to uh, uh, America. The ambassador passes across the message. Why are you still holding on to, our, to, to, the, to the ambassador? I'm asking. Abi, if someone sends a message to you with an envelope of money and you collect the money. sure. we used to be holding the messenger. Huh? Oh. If you get DHL delivery, will you lock the, the delivery man in your house? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> will you lock the delivery Welcome man in your house? Uh-huh. <laughs> Why would we be locking delivery man in our house? Huh? We would lock it what? in our house, and we will stay there. We won't move. The cloud has moved. We're still there. And we see the same mistake in every part of the world. Frozen men, this is not anything unique to Christian, or it doesn't matter, it's with everybody. They will idolize, and you see, they will idolize that figure, and that figure they will idolize. It will lead them to start killing many people. Did the, the Catholics not do it in the Middle Ages? What about the Muslim Ottomans? Did they not do it? Who didn't do it? They all did it. Even to now, even we are Christians, but on the internet, we have turned to uh, 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 internet assassins. We're ready to slay everyone with our mouth. On Twitter, we're killing people with our mouth. What's the difference? There's no difference. This is what happens when you idolize a symbol and you don't see the essence. How can you say you are a Jew and you pick up stone to stone a woman that was caught in adultery, then you don't understand. Because if you understood, that woman that you've seen in that place, you will see how to help her and clean her up and lift her up. That is what a Jew will do. So for the fact that you have picked up stone, you say you want to kill her because it's written, you have idolized the, 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 the symbol, not understanding the essence, you will enter error. Many have entered error. The pathway to hell is paved with good intentions and there are many who are running headlong to that place and they're still calling Jesus. What Jesus? doesn't matter what name we call. If the essence is missing, all that, all that doesn't matter. Is not by your skin color or your church. The Christ said, by their fruit you shall know them. It is the fruit that testifies. Because the Christ can only give birth to the Christ. How can a lion give birth to a goat? Impossible. He must give birth to that which it is. Do you understand? So you better start to know what the essence of Christ is. All these names, all these things, they don't matter. Where is the essence of Christ, that nature coming out? In your home? In your office? Where is it? We need to see it. If not, they dare not call the name. What name are we calling for? Where is the fruit? It is the fruit that matters. It is the fruit that transforms. It is the fruit that saves. That is what uplifts a nation. That is what uplifts a family. When it is missing, there can never be life. That's why we have 10,000 churches in Nigeria, but see what is still happening. Of what use are these churches then? So it tells us that something is wrong. Something is fundamentally wrong and we need to revisit a lot of things because we have missed it somewhere. We have to. Because our country cannot look like this if really the immortal God is being expressed everywhere. So we need to start to revisit a lot of things. You understand? Mm-hmm. We need to revisit a lot of things. We need to revisit a lot of things. Because that's where we are in this time. Everyone who is oh, a yeah, different family, oh, a yeah, different tribe, all these wars as if it's tribe, family thing that is a problem of this world. The problem in this world is the carnal nature. That is what has perverted this world. It's not Christianity, it's not Islam, it's not Hinduism, it's not Buddhism, because all of them are rampant with the carnal man and the world is rotten because of him. That is he who must die. You understand? That son of perdition who says he will sit as king in the temple of God, he must fall away. It is he that is the problem. It's not the black or the white or the red man. It's not the Christian or Muslim or Buddhist. It's the carnal man. Is he who has polluted this world. That is the enemy. You understand? Our weapons of warfare are not carnal. What might is pull-down strongholds? What are the strongholds? It's our pride. 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 We have a nation of rulers who are very prideful. Even though the nation is crying, they still sit on their chair and say, what can you do? That is what brings the nation down. It's not whether they're from the north or the south. So it doesn't matter. It is the character, the fruit. Because it's very possible that from that very north, God can bring out a person who is of his mind, will, and nature, and Nigeria will change in five years. But we can go and bring someone from the biggest church in Nigeria, you put them in presidency. If they don't have the fruit, Nigeria will enter into an even worse state. So all this one was saying, Christians, what the, what, what, as long as that Christian you call yourself is the real Christian, that is a person who is in alignment with the Christ. But if not, it's audio. As we always say, it's audio. Audio Christianity. It means nothing. And it can save no one. It cannot even save your sister in the house. You say, Christian, and I Jesus. This organization has nothing to do with God. Where you find this order is where God is missing. And that is the truth. Whether it's in your family, on your business, on your environment, God is characterized by organization. And it begins in you. The alignment begins in you. The organization begins in you. And that organization that begins to unfold from within you is what expresses itself from inside out. That is what it means to be fruitful and multiply that which has begun to transpire inside of you for it to begin to spread, that everyone in your environment might begin to partake of this life that you have become. That is what it means to be fruitful. That is what it means to collect five talents and bring forth 10. That is the message of the gospel. It's not about how well one can be eloquent and speak on the pulpit. Where is the activity of the light in your life, in the life of those around you? That is what transforms. And that is what is missing and this is how we need to start to think from this very moment because the transformation must begin at home it must it has to where else can it start we want to go and clean china have we cleaned nigeria we must begin from where we are it must start here now if not what are we saying we're still fighting tribal wars and all these things being nothing Even all these people calling themselves Muslim. How many of them are Muslims? How many of them do not even understand their religion? Do they know their book? Do they know? They do not know. Because to be Islam means to be submitted to God. And he who is submitted to God will not do half the things I see them doing. I live in an Arab country. They all call themselves Islam, but I do not see it. Where is the Islam? I do not see it. The Prophet Muhammad said, the true jihadist is one who fights the enemies of Allah. Who are the enemies of Allah? pride, lust, greed, envy, jealousy, anger. Are they doing it? So what's, this is not even Muslim. They're not even Muslims. They're not even Muslims. And I challenge a lot of them here. Yeah. Many times I've challenged them with their own book. They are mute. Some of them want to fight say, Look, listen to me. This is what your book has said. What can they say? So even this one connects Muslims, not Muslim. Because truth is consistent. It does not change. It does not change. Everything Jesus Christ taught in those four Gospels, anyone who repudiates that nature, let him be a curse. It doesn't matter what he calls himself. You cannot break the truth. It remains consistent. So truth must be the same, no matter what it is. You understand? So even these ones here are not Muslims. And many people call themselves Christians are not Christians. It has a definition. It's not written in Revelation that Jesus Christ said, these are the ones who call themselves Jews, but they are a synagogue of Satan. So these are the things we must start to think about because God is beyond all these trivialities. He is beyond all these things. Now, I want us to understand that when we talk about Elohim, it transcends all these forms and systems that we have built. It's beyond, it's beyond all these things. It's beyond. And God has unveiled Himself in many names and many forms in different languages and cultures, many different ways. But his essence can never change. His nature can never change. His spirit can never change. The Christ will always do what the Christ does. It does not ever change. Ever. No matter what name it calls itself, the nature is always consistent and eternal. It can never be broken. And that is how to identify it. By their fruits you shall know them. Jesus Christ considered a Samaritan, a Samaritan. In those days, a Samaritan can be likened unto a Jew, a a Buddhist, a Hindu, and is a Muslim. And he said, a Samaritan who exhibited the fruits of the spirit is of greater importance than a high priest who did not. It's not about what you call yourself. All these things, they don't mean anything. It means nothing. If there's no fruit, whatever label, title, all these things go down the drain. It means nothing. So I want us to begin to recalibrate our perspectives on this. It means nothing if the fruit is not present. So let us sit down this night and really think, especially when we stand up and be quick to use our fingers to assassinate people online. Let us first of all, introspect and look at the love that is in our eye first. Before we start talking about the specs of others. So, in the name of Jesus Christ, I will say that this meeting has come to an end. God bless every single one of us. Amen. <sighs>
4: Okay. Amen.
8: Bye. Wow, amazing. Fire!
4: Fire! Wow. wow.
7: Amazing. <laughs> <Bass.
6: not>
4: <laughs> this... ah. my
7: head is telling me? That's I, just, I to see
6: see the
4: just want to meeting. shot.
2: you. want
4: much? You've ended oh. early today. It's like.
8: Are you sure? The welcome. Who saw that one for me? me now, Shata, are you are you sure? I um, <laughs> actually
4: I don't want to add like a couple of minutes. I'm not full up yet. <laughs> <laughs> Questions are welcome.
0: Ah, Questions are welcome.
4: That was like a dessert. Was <gasps> not we main course starter? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <That's the point. laughs> just yeah, with that, I would like to say this is the end of the meeting.
6: Boom boom. Ah, just hmm. bow We <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: okay, please raise your hand for the question so that we can do it orderly, please.
8: Okay.
0: So, so let's raise our hand. So Lola's hand has been up since Lola and Onye. So Lola, go go ahead. Lola. Lola, go ahead. Hello. Hi.
4: Hmm. Okay, so
1: where do i start from tonight has been
6: very funny
1: because i had a lot of questions i was going to ask you i was going to dm you to ask you a few questions because and it's funny that today you decided to just speak about names and the essence and all because most of these things you're talking about my parents have actually told me about it but i guess Mm. i don't want to get into that let's just I assume that most times when they start, I'm just like, oh, all these Old Testament things are beggar. <laughs> so, you know, when um, you talk about the fact that there are things that are eating from people, I understand things like all those formulas of old, the magical Kabbalah and all, and how it's not revealed to everybody, and how um, there are unutterable names, and how each name has a number you know, while we're growing up, my parents will tell you, um, if you want to say a prayer, say it at this particular time, say it with this particular psalm, because there's such a thing as the use of psalms, you call the only name Adoja, and you call it three times, facing this particular place at this particular hour, but I will not lie, Sha, most of those things we did, because <laughs> okay, they said we should do it, but now it's funny that in me trying to trace back the origin of the Bible and trying to understand God, this is now, I'm back at this point. This afternoon, I was just really laughing at myself. I'm like, you know what? A prophet is not really appreciated in his own country because when all the while we were growing up and all your parents, you see all this stuff, and then, oh. Eh they also said this particular prayer at this time It covers you for 24 hours, it's for protection, this was what the uh, Israelites said when the Egyptians were coming and I was like, what was all this here saying? Please, 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 please. You know it's, it's funny and I don't know, I have a, tonight just opened another chapter for me I'm going to go deeper to search for that, but I understood this on another level, that's just what I'm going to say it was deeper than all what you said, it was more like a reopening of my eyes, opening some things that I already knew before that I probably didn't even can't remember. It brought to hmm. remembrance some things and also opened my eyes to see the essence of most of these things that were said. So I'll definitely go back and ask them questions. I know they have things documented. We'll go back to the source humbly, and I'm sure they'll laugh at me and be like, okay, now you want to listen.
2: <laughs> i guess it's time yeah it's time
1: it's time it's, it's 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 really interesting thank you very much thank you god bless you you're welcome thank you
7: you're welcome
0: Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna build you know like i said right now foundations are being laid you know that will enable a lot of powerful structures to be built upon you know and everything that's going on now is the building of foundation and we're going to really go deep into the bible because one has to have a very deep root you know, in the book that has been given to you, you need a deep root in it. You know, we really need deep root. I know a lot of people in this time are venturing this. Before, what we, you need a deep root in the book that has been presented to you, the Bible. Let us understand it. Let us understand the depth. You know, so I want us to really dig into it. And you see that when you dig into one thing, because everything is connected to everything, there is no how you will not start to find yourself connected to other things. Abi, as an individual, the more you understand yourself, doesn't it lead you to understanding other people? I'm asking.
2: Yeah. 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 It does. That's right.
0: And that's why, as we're getting older, we can understand our parents more because we've started to have experiences that they have. Or like when we were 10 Mm -hmm. and we didn't Mm -hmm. introspect Mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. So now that we've started to know ourselves more, we can understand our own parents in new ways and now we can gist with them that we couldn't gist with them at 12. You know. Yes. And that's how life is. So it's important you know one thing well. You see, because many people want to be eclectic in the beginning. Well, okay, let me venture there. You need to know one thing well. Hmm. If you know one thing well, you will know everything well. But if you try and know everything without knowing one thing, well, good luck. <laughs> so anyway, Lava <laughs> <laughs> talk to me. Can you hear me i can hear you yeah. loud and clear
8: okay so um i wanted to ask um okay first i wanted to give like an example to, of what i've understood you know um on a very micro level so i yesterday mm-hmm. i anytime i wanted to pray i have been playing songs playing no, just instrumental sounds and yesterday i found that i wanted to pray mm-hmm. and i went to go and get the my, the speaker and mm. the Holy Spirit told me not to use it. So mm. so I was wondering, like, why is that a big deal? Let me do what I want. I tried to do it. The thing stopped. In fact, the speaker stopped working. Then I kept on, I kept on, I kept on, I kept on trying. And then it started working. But I couldn't connect. I couldn't connect. Then immediately I said, okay, let's just see what was. I just decided to turn it off and started to pray. Immediately the Lord showed me. Um, he a ring that signifies we are stepping into intimacy. And then I saw the. In fact, I said this. I realized from what you you've taught us today, it has it's given me understanding of what happened. So sometimes hmm. we can. When you say sticking to a form, it can come in different ways. You, you never can tell. So when I was trying to discuss it with my sister, I realized that I had begun to have much more um, belief in the music than mm. the fact that the Holy Spirit could is always with me. I decided yes. that oh, I can't talk to you anymore unless I play this sound. So yes. the Holy Spirit corrected that yesterday. So I'm pointing out the fact that even even when we are about to strike, God will always come in a way to come and correct you, to come and show you you're, you're about to miss it. So that's good. Yes. But the question you, sorry, just wait, let
0: before you says well, before says something, do you not see how me talking about one thing led you to understanding another do you see yes. how yes. truth is connected to all things and that's how it will lead you to this and that and that and that anyway that, the question
8: yes. now the question um let me just go straight so when you when we when people have, have decided to stick with all these forms these messengers over the years and they have not been able to grasp the essence you know the nature of the fruit i do know that all these other symbols and statues that they pray to sometimes they are able to if to have some kind of power effect. So my question, the question I jotted down was that is it that the demons are now taking hold of those forms. You know, all the people who are still serving these man-made idols, these things, are demons now taking hold of it? Or Or is God connecting to those people on that level? I've had a discussion about that sometime with someone. Is God still connecting to people who have not seen the light on that level? Or are they now just, you know, serving demons that have taken hold of those forms and symbols that they worship? That's the question.
0: So let me explain something to you now, you see. The mobile phone technology is very beautiful because it explains what a human being is in ways that... Prior to now, we could not have understood. You see, I'm sure all of us we know that our mobile phones have what is called mobile hotspot, isn't it? Where you can share your Wi-Fi with other people in the environment, right? Yes. And um, I'm sure we know that physically speaking, even if a person doesn't open their mouth, some someone can enter into the room with such a nasty energy that their presence just begins to drink life from you without them even saying anything. True or false. You mm-hmm.
3: know?
0: So it shows that even though that we as human beings have effect beyond the physical. Of course, that's why we can pray for something and it causes a shift in the spirit and something happens. So we have effect beyond the physical, right? Now, if I, this bottle of water now, if I put this object here in front of me, and to a significant degree, I am able to channel some certain emotional and mental energy towards this thing right? And every day I sit in front of it and I just, I use it as a tool because when we have statues, books, songs, all these things are tools to help us extract the light that is in us. Do we understand that? The statue is only to help to evoke something out of you. That's why in the olden times, they always built temples in a very magnificent and elaborate way. So that the moment you enter into it, you are flawed by the artistic mastery. And you're just going to just say, my God, oh my God. Now, that feeling that happens, that awe, oh, that oh my God, that's the nature of God. And the moment they can get you to that frequency, the message they teach that day, you will hear it. Do you understand? Okay. Fundamentally, yeah. this is why people sing before ministration. I don't know if they understand it now, but this is why they bring music before preaching. The music is to saturate you emotionally and open the window so that by the time they speak the word, there's already a portal into your soul and it enters. Anyway, that's besides the point. So a building, a book, a statue, whatever, has an intention of bringing out of me the light that is in me or the darkness that is in me. When that light comes out and shines on the on the object, right, that energy revolves around that object and starts to create a kind of identity around that object, whether it is good or bad. huh? Now, that object helped to bring out light from me, isn't it? That light came on the object. That object now develops a kind of energy and life of its own. Now, that energy and life that are surrounded that object, I can benefit from it if I go around it. Do you understand that? Um. So let's say I have a compound and I build a statue of Jesus. hmm? And every day, 100 people come, kneel down in front of it, and pray and release such beautiful and potent vibrations around that statue. Tell me why if someone won't come there, something will happen to them. Are you getting this?
8: Mm, Yeah.
0: You, You understand? Because it creates a kind of energy that creates an actual living entity. It's very difficult to explain, but... It creates an a living entity around that thing, it becomes alive, it really comes to life. It literally comes to life, you know. Why
9: is God wanting to say this? So I think I kind of understand. That's why something like mantles, like all these handkerchiefs. Because uh-huh. as I said, the, the the, the cloth of Paul, it went out of him mm. or Peter. So because of the energy that they've created from them, they're able to uh-huh. transfer it. And it can also Uh benefit others too, even um, when it's not close to them anymore, like close Uh to the originator.
0: Uh Aha, exactly. So around that mantle, if you can look at it in the spirit, you're going to see like living beings around it because everything is alive. If you go down even to the atoms, every atom is like a a human being. They they have consciousness, they have intelligence, they have mission, you understand? So it's just like that in that handkerchief. It creates little, 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 little people. You know, I'm serious. You might laugh at it, but I'm very serious. Around the handkerchief, there'll be small, 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 small people. The moment a handkerchief touches you, they will come out of the handkerchief and enter into your body. Do the work, and they go back. Someone said altars. Exactly. That's what an altar is supposed to be. That's why they will tell you, don't climb the altar, because they don't want you to mess with the vibrations that they've created around it except it's time when people are supposed to go there and partake of the energy. You are not worshipping the energy. You are just using it as a kind of support to help you. You understand? It's like a tricycle. It's just to help boost you up. Because maybe you are sad, your, your husband hurt you or whatever. And you are so emotionally drained that you cannot really tap into the spirit. So that thing serves as a kind of booster. Does that make sense? Do you understand? Yeah. Do we understand that Yes yeah. okay. So it serves as a kind of booster. Now this energy that wraps itself around a particular object, it can be good, it can be bad. So if I make a particular touch, for example in the, in the Middle Ages there are people who can call the Jews or the Jews the very mystical ones, the ones who know the inner doctrine. They call themselves the Kabbalists. And they create, those days they made many experiments, trying a lot of things. And there's something they created called a golem. They will take a creature of clay. And when they form a creature of clay, because then they were being besieged by, um, um, I think Armenian soda or something like that. They they will use clay and make something. And then they will write some particular words on the head of that clay and they will speak to it. And instantly the clay will come to life. And need to defend that, their chamber. Anyone who tries to enter there is to beat it down to pieces. This was, what I mean? It was not good what they used it for, but the concept of making that thing is related to how God created man. So it's a symbol to talk about the creation of man who was created from clay and God spoke the word into him and brought him to life. Do we understand that? Something like that, you know, and many things like this is, is not, but I don't want to go into that today. I don't want to go into that today. anyway, when one concentrates energy on a particular object, life surrounds it in a very distinct and unique way. Now, if the energy that's been put upon an object is very negative and very inferior, it creates a being like that around it. That's how you have what I call family idols in people's houses. It's not as if those stones are bad in themselves, but over the years, they have put upon it very negative impressions that have lasted. And you see, those impressions are enforced, especially when you use blood or you use, I don't wanna talk about this things today. Anyway, so yes, um, <laughs> sorry guys. Um, yes, so it creates a kind of negative atmosphere around that statue, and it is alive. It becomes a living being in itself, a living being that is dependent on something else. That's why all those statues you have to always go and appease them. You understand? It's not are appeasing; is you are providing its energy for it to st- listen. Energy is defined as the vitality or strength required to do work. There is nothing that can be alive without you charging his battery. Do you understand? Nothing. Everything in life, the battery must charge. So that's why you have to keep going there. You cut chicken. You use the alcohol. Alcohol has a spiritual dimension to it. Alcohol is not just normal. It is, that's why you, people use it to enter into the spirit. There are reasons like, or, or psychedelics, or plants. We'll talk about those things later, but it's, there's a deeper aspect to all these things, you know, that people have abused So that's why all those statues, they come and they do libation, they pour the gene on it. And there's a reason for that. It's not just crap. There's a reason, you know, because they have created some kind of energy around it. Now, that energy, you have to keep on updating it. It's like a phone. You have to keep on charging it. So because that energy has been created with a diabolic force, it has become evil now any new person that is born into that family, it will come to them in the night and say, Listen, you firstborn, your father has sold you to me. Huh? Now you must serve me. And you must be the one who will bring blood and all these things because you created it. You created it. You are the one that created it. You created that devil. The same way you can create this devil, you can also create angels, but that's a different topic. Lavake, this question you asked me, you shouldn't have asked me this question like, this night. This takes us so far off, you know. But I hope you understand what I'm explaining, you know.
6: Yeah.
0: Eh?
6: Huh? Yeah. Do you understand,
0: Lavake? Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So of that's how people end up what we call worship something. Though we will define what worship is because the concept of worship is, anyway. So that's how people will now be following this thing and Every day they will come and sacrifice this and sacrifice that because they are the ones that that created that life force there. The same for the opposite. You create a statue of Jesus and everyone is going there every day to what? To pray. You have to recharge that statue by what? Being around there, releasing out positive vibrations, you know, your love, your commitment, your, you know, just release it around it. Anyone that comes within proximity of that particular statue will benefit from that energy. And that's how some people make the mistake of now bowing down to those kind of statues. Do you understand? And we saw it a lot in the Catholic Church. It's true, some of those statues were very potentized. Huh? That just being around this, healing can happen to you. So long as your emotional state is in frequency with the state of that statue. Make sense?
5: Elshaka, so now which energy surrounded that bottle of water that we've used
1: to demonstrate this? <laughs>
0: Well see, I will just drink it now. So yeah,
7: yeah.
0: Yeah, Labak, I hope you your question was answered. Do you understand? Labaket. Yes, yeah. okay. All
11: right, shobo. Bro. Bro. <laughs> you have just said you have set this place on fire, man. First of all, like I always hey, thank you for what you are doing. I mean, thank you. Like my mind, man, bro, bro. Or like as keep saying, bro, bro. So many layers. Because um, like the first person who spoke said, you know, I think I even said it in the telegram group. Mm. I also grew up with a, well, what I'll call a very spiritual mom, you know, to teach Mm. me prayer, reading certain Psalms, pray inside water, you know, all these things. But then, you know, as a new man in Christ, you know, I was suddenly on the same level with Christ. So all those things, I just, Mm. (laughs) so to Mm. say, let it go. But the interesting thing is now, consistently for like a period of one year, you know, those things have been coming back, coming back in bits and pieces. And this is like a confession, you know, more or less. And the honest truth is, I haven't been faithful with him because mm-hmm. I have been. I'll say, uh, okay, it's a confession, and it's also maybe, maybe this will also help other people. The thing mm-hmm. that me back the most was. I didn't realize it, but I had such a religious mindset. I couldn't step outside of a certain box. If it didn't fit into that box, you know, it, w- it looked like you were veering, you know, too far off left or going, you know, too right. I, I understand the balance, but sometimes it felt like, ah, should we be doing this one now? Should, is it necessary? Does it have to be this way? But, you know, now with everything you've said, you know, with, I mean, I shared the dream I had with you. And suddenly Mm. now that makes more sense because there were certain explicit instructions that were also attached to that. Like I put in the chat we are having now, I said, now I understand why particularly fathers, fathers of the faith. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know why fathers of the faith, why they hold on to KJV so tenaciously. Like Mm. in my mind, like there are so, so easier, simpler translations, but I began to understand that it was deeper. Than just the try, you know, getting people to so to say mentally understand, like it's almost like those words have been energized because I mean they've been using that KJV since like time immemorial. So of it's course, like every course. single person who you know, all the greats have, in a sense, deposited you know some level of energy, of you know, course, into that. Course, course. You know, and that was one of the instructions I was given actually that use that particular, but my mind was like, ah, we have NIV, we have, you know, simple. But, so like I said, this is a confession for me. And mm. for me, I think me more than anyone probably, okay, maybe I'm being greedy, but me more than anyone, this was very, it's no coincidence that you decided to speak about this today, honestly. It is absolutely no coincidence. So mm. let's just say we are ready to dive in deep. Like now all the, <laughs> <laughs> all the walls, all the barriers have come down because, this is what has been trying to, you know, show me for, I mean, years, years, in different ways. You know, as you're we speaking, I was just remembering things and seeing it different ways and different forms. But religion, sh- religion, sh- I just mm-hmm. couldn't see it outside, you know. So thanks for this. Like I said, this is a confession for me. So best believe I'm picking up my bed and I'm running, man. Like I'm running, <laughs> running. <laughs> so thanks very much. Bro. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. And yeah, what you just described
0: is why artworks are usually sold at an incredible price. Because it doesn't just, it's not just the physical aspect of the art, but the energetic signature that the artist left on it. Because especially those men of the ancient world, when they draw something, they draw it on many dimensions. It's not just physical. Like, for example, the book of Moses, those five books, listen, these stories are the most basic aspect of it. It's so much deeper. I tell you, if you take a verse, just one verse in the book of Exodus or Genesis or whatever, and you sit in prayer, meditation, whatever you want to call it, and you enter within, holding that scripture in your heart, in your mind, you will see it will begin to unfold, and some movies will just start to play, and start to play, and start to play. And it's in that that's movie that is playing is inviting you into the, the dimension in which the person wrote it was. Do you understand that? You know? It connects you to the dimension from which that person wrote that book. So every artwork has... For example, that's why you hear a, a song like uh, uh, maybe Marvin Gaye's Sexual Healing, right? When you listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, and you meditate on it, he invites you to the dimension from which he wrote the song, true or false? I'm asking. True. And then superior loss to come upon you like in a way you'd never imagined. That's how it happens. So it's like that. You know, songs. you know, it's like that. And that's why, for example, huh? Wishes. Sorry. Yes. Yes, songs are like, uh, yes. And especially those old songs, you know. Like uh, all these Latin songs, Ave Maria. It's not just Ave Maria. It's the sound that's been stretched. That's why the Indians, for example, they, they, they utter certain songs like sounds like that, um, that everyone hears about. Science has realized that that sound, um, is the same vibration by which the sun, the sun makes that exact same sound. It's been proven by NASA. So sounds, different sounds, there's different sounds for different things and whatever. But we're not in that today. You know? Like I said, it shows the Ishua is a sound. Huh? The
8: native Indians, the
0: sound of course, this is how they came up with all these different sounds, you know. That's why, so in the Catholic Church in those days, their choir when they sing, so, so they're not just singing songs, they're not just no, 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 no. no. it's not just Gregorian song. chant. uh huh. It's not just song, it's not just song, those sounds are mathematical formulas that invite you into a particular dimension, and that's why when you hear them, if you are really cut into the spirit the energy hits you and you cry that's why you see sometimes some singers and other singers will be singing and you just start to cry oh jesus i love you oh my god of course because in that moment they themselves are in a particular dimension and they're inviting you into it and once you enter into that dimension the energy from that place hits you so much that your whole body is overwhelmed you must cry or you scatter and roll on the ground. It must happen because you've, you've invited it to yourself an energy that you don't, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's like putting 500 Watts inside of a hundred watt transformer. It just boom, scatters everything around, <laughs> you know? So all those songs are not just songs. And all, that's why one has to also be careful with what they are downloading because every sound is attached to something. Once upon a time, so two years ago, I was attacked in the dream. And something came in the dream. I started using drum. <speaking> in the playing a particular frequency. I saw the moment I began to listen to it. huh? I just, some energy just entered into me that created a great loss. And the next thing, I had a wet dream. I woke up, I was so bamboozled. I didn't understand it at that time, but of course now I get it. That was not just drum. That's why we have talking drum. It's not, when they say talking drum, don't look at these people like they're stupid. They're not lying. It's saying something. The drum, that drum is issuing commands because sound, as I'm speaking, the reason why you can hear my voice is because as my vocal cords are vibrating, it is commanding the molecules in the atmosphere to move in a certain way. They're hitting each other. That's what's producing the sound. So speech always controls the movements of things. When your speech is very aligned, it begins to move things in a certain way. So when you see a real person who knows how to beat talking drums, don't you see in, in the Bible, when God gave the Israelite drum to beat that when they beat it, people ran mad. Did you see that scripture? You, you didn't see it? You know? When they started beating drums in the Bible, and then the enemy started to run mad and started to kill themselves. Don't you remember? Yeah, I remember. Aha, uh-huh. it's the same kind of principle. That's also why the walls of Jericho fell down because they blew those trumpets in the same harmonic frequency by which that wall was vibrating. Just like an opera singer, when she screams, because her, 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 the pitch of her voice becomes in alignment with the glass, it must shatter to pieces. That's what happened with that wall. That's the science that God gave the Israelites then. It's science. It's all, look, everything, it's, everything is scientific. It's just a science that science has degrees and degrees. So when they brought down walls of Jericho, it was science. There's a science to everything. There's nothing that there's no science to. Even if it's spiritual, there's still science. Everything has order. You understand? It's when we don't understand. and say, oh, this is beyond us. But what you're calling is beyond you is a normal thing for somebody. Abby. This mobile phone that we're using, if you take it to some particular villages, they will say, my God, this is magic. But it's normal to you, you know? So Sound sound. Sound is very deep. Drums, piano, melodies, these, that. That's why sounds like people like Beethoven, uh, Mozart, Chopin, Tchaikovsky, these classic musicians, these guys were prophets in the most profound sense. Their music was from heaven. I'm telling you the truth. Those melodies were built on divine mathematical calculations. It's not just sound. It's not. That's why when one listens to it, if one can really listen, it does something to you. In Japan, for example, they play it for their cows and it completely alters the structure of the beef. That's why the meat from Japan, the Kobe, the Wagyu A9 is one of the most um, prized beef in the world. Of course, there's in a scientific video that I showed you guys of the secret of water when they were playing classical music on water. And they saw that because of that music that was played, it made the crystalline structure of that water, the molecular structure, mirror the star of David, how, how, this is science, this is not, this is science, you know? So there are a lot of things that, everything is scientific, friends, it's not just, there's a science to everything, but gradually God will help us to, I don't want us to get too confused about what time to this, no, 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 please, no one should just, not, don't get all caught up in that now, case anyone is thinking, okay, what time for this, one? Well, no, all that is later on, let's first of all, mm-hmm. know where we are, you know? In case anyone is wondering, so what time on this, don't don't, don't invite that kind of confusion to yourself. Don't don't allow your pride to you and tell yourself, oh, I should be doing this. Don't don't do that. You fall into a trap of your pride, and the only product is confusion. So let's start from where we are, you know, and then we'll see how we go forward. So alayo.
7: Hello, um, I'm Lavake's sister, so I'm using the same system as her. All right. Oh, are you Alaio? Yes, I am, but mm-hmm. um okay, I'm okay. Lavake's sister, so okay, okay. another person speaking. Yes. Okay, okay. so yeah, I had a question concerning yeah. uh, when you said that there are there are fruits in us that are not good that doesn't like portray what God, what God doesn't portray the fruit of the spirit. And recently I have been dealing with that concerning um, the attitude in me that I am not pleased with because I know the father is in me and these are not his traits. So I have prayed for forgiveness concerning this. But my question is, what next do we do? Like, what's the next move? I'm reading my Bible. Well, like this is something that has been a part of me that I really want to change and I want to let go. And I've acknowledged that, okay, I have these traits in me. But what do I, what do, I do next? Because I still see myself having thoughts that I don't want to have or acting in the ways I don't want to act.
0: Before a problem can be solved, a problem has to be known. If one can really understand what Jesus Christ said, when he said, first of all, discover the log in your eye. This is what psychologists are teaching, teaching in this modern day. They call it introspection. Jesus Christ talked about it then, Moses talked about it then. Everyone has been talking about it because it's not a new concept. Begin to watch yourself because you think you have known the depth of what it is that you are, you don't yet know it. Keep watching yourself, and the more you discover, the more you put it at the feet of God, and He will begin to tell you how to act differently. Because you still, there's a lot about yourself. You don't, Jesus Christ said. It's not what enters into the mouth of a man that corrupts him, but that which comes out. There is a lot of things inside of us that we don't know that are there. And it's important that it comes out if there is ever going to be healing. So we have to see our dirtiness. It is very important. It is so important that we see how dirty we are. Because it's only a person that has seen their dirty body that can call, say, Lord, I need a shower. So, this is something that is supposed to be part of life in general. Every day we're going, you know, discovering this and how God will clean us and how we can all start to do things to be more effective to ourselves as people and to be better people in our environment. You know, that's what I'll say. I hope that gives you some
11: help. Yes, yes, it
7: does. Thank Hmm.
11: Hmm? you. Yes, it does. Teka. Teka.
4: Are you there? Hi everyone. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Hi everyone. Sorry. I wish I that the Holy Spirit um he said that Jesus likes organization. So I went to wash plates, but I'm here. <laughs> it's
7: good, it's very good. Very good. <laughs>
4: So um I I, I I wanted to say first thank you for tonight's session, mic dropping session that you just did and dropped mic and did gang gang on all of us. <laughs> I wanted to teach you that maybe it's because Esther was here. So you were doing your best es, of it, of you course.
2: know. <clears throat> uh-uh. Voice.
4: Well done, sir. So, thank anyways, thank you so much for tonight. It was really amazing. Um, there was something you talked about um, the fruit, about us watching the fruit. And I just wanted to add something to it because it reminded me of uh, something that happened earlier this year where there was this trend on Twitter mm. um, dragging Jesus. I don't know if anyone saw like, that happening and all but it was they it turned on twitter and the the hashtag was dragging jesus and all and then a lot of people were saying all these mean and crazy things about jesus and then it was crazy like they said things that <laughs> it was something else they talked about jesus um supporting rape or being a rapist and all those things and it was crazy so what one thing I noticed was how um, Christians were coming out and saying mean things back to these people, and like uh, God will judge you, fire will burn you inside your house. You're talking to Jesus anyhow. Like it was as if they were trying to fight for Jesus basically. And the Holy Spirit told me in that time that this would have been a, like perfect, like opportunity for Christians to. Um, Preach to the 80s that were coming out and the people that were saying all the hurtful things that they've had to go through because of religion that it would have been a very good time for Christians to show love and all of that but that opportunity rather revealed the things in people that said that they were Christians and all of mm. that and it just reminded me too of how I was like when I started my work with God and how I was always trying to cage myself. Like this person is not born again. Don't come close to me. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> you to come and lead me to sin. I'm not going to go to hell because of you in Jesus' name. You step away, you demon. <laughs> 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 but then, um, I think something you said like in a different session where you said that, um, those people come in and they reveal things that are already in us that it's not mm. it's not like they influence us or produce something that did not exist before and they just mm. bring out the dark that is in us. So I think that this period, I'm just learning to take responsibility. Yes, I listened to that podcast that you recommended. So yeah, mm. I'm just learning to take responsibility for the things that I reproduce and mm. let God help me reproduce better according to the fruits of the spirit instead of what I think is good or what I think is acceptable and all that I, I, just, I just thought to share that that's
7: amazing thank amazing. you,
4: thank amazing. you so much
7: amazing
0: now I want to tell us something how to identify when we have become idol worshippers when you see yourself getting angry when someone insults something else, you know, and you get so angry that you can start to manifest a nature that is contrary to what you're supposed to be living. That is when you have created an idol. Do you understand? Those people who will get up and start to abuse other people is because they're not fighting for Jesus. Jesus has become a symbol for their ego, for their 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 what's the word their prestige. So when you insult it, it's as if you are insul- it's like Manchester United. When Manchester United loses, that's why you see that the riots can happen. They can fight Chelsea people on the street, do all kinds of things. Why? Because they have attached their ego to that Manchester United. They have made it an idol. So when you insult it, it's as if you are insulting them. And they're fighting for their own pride, not for Manchester United. You understand? So those people who pick up the phone and do Ninja Warrior, they're not fighting for Jesus. They are not. They're fighting for themselves because they have used Jesus Christ as as, as a symbol to tell themselves I'm better than everybody. They need to feel better than everybody. So when you attack that, their idol that they've used to elevate themselves above others. They have to fight you. Because you want to pull them down. <laughs> Who can pull Jesus down? Who, can you pull Jesus down? Well, how? How are you going to do it? Impossible. So what are we talking about? But what can be pulled down is your pride. And when they come to pull it down with that bulldozer, of course you have to fight for your house. <laughs> Isn't it? That's why they keep Jesus Christ down. Because he came to bring bulldozer to their pride. They were not prepared for it. I tell you, in this day and time, God is going to do it. Let me tell you, that dragging Jesus is God that initiated that thing on the internet so that everyone can see the truth. People do know God. God, this, in this era we're in, God will shock the world. What are the things that he has planned, we'll be very amazed. He's going to break a lot of tables, a lot of things. Anyway, we shall see. <laughs> yes, your idol must be dragged. But you can never drag the Christ. Who can drag the Christ? Can you drag it? Can you kill the Christ? Impossible. But Jesus Christ made sure that his physical form was murdered in front of the disciples so that they can see that the Christ is spirit. They had to see him bleed like an animal and die. They had to see it to break that idol in their mind. Do you understand? That's why Jesus Christ made sure they saw him die like that. They needed to see it because that thing was a deliverance to them. So thank God for that dragging Jesus. God was delivering a lot of people. You better take that deliverance. Anything that can make you to 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 bring out a nature that's contrary to Christ, you should question it, you should question you should question yourself because how can you say you are you are Christian and you are turning to Twitter warrior? Then you should question yourself because it, it, it is this the nature of God? So what are we saying? You know. So that's that's that, that, that that's that. You know. Cordelia. Hello.
6: Good evening, Hi. everyone. Um, so uh thanks so much for this session. Um I wanted to say a few things. So okay. I'll just use my what happened to me two weeks ago because this actually resonates with what you're speaking. So I also like I'm a safety officer in church, I check um temperature of people and not sing <laughs> in the choir. So I do work together. So you know this thing when you the one then your friends comes in and they be like, you tell them check your temperature, scan your credit. You say, ah, I'm coming, I'm coming. You know they will not do it, but they, but, like with me, I usually used to tell them that, see, there's a difference between a personal relationship, I have each other, it's a different work relationship. So this is where I'm positioned in my service for God now. So you have to respect yeah. it, you understand? And so... A friend, a close, this is a very close friend of mine. I call her a sister. And she didn't take her temperature. I wasn't there because I actually went to the restroom. And she, when she came down, when she, and I, I noticed the guy told me, uh, she didn't take anything, that he forgot to tell her. So I told her, please, when you are, can you come and take your temperature? She said, okay, fine. I sat down, studied my work done. Next thing, she now sent the usher to tell me that I should come. I said, no she should come and take her temperature yeah. and that's how it ended i didn't bother myself i went up to the next i'm kind of sitting on my head like it's a big deal and I asked her, should be you paid the eleven thousand that to the I said, no, I'll grow on it on this. And she was shouting. And the next thing, this is someone that is a Christian. So this, And I just, before that, I brought them, I used to put coffee. So I be patient because if I open my mouth, and see something. I, I'm always very scared. <laughs> so I just said, I walked in, This is church, church. This, and God knows how to open our witnesses. As in, I just walked away and I went downstairs. And I, I was even trying to sing, but in my spirit, I was not comfortable because I felt I, like there was a way maybe what I said would, would actually magnify the intention and the intensity of how she spoke back. I was so unsettled. And after church, I wanted to meet her, but then, and after the yeah, you're whispering. You know, when you pass and people are talking about yeah. you, so I'm telling some set sort of girls, this she said it. I did not see my ears as I, I did again. Mm-hmm. Then I was about leaving. Somebody now called me, that, Why are you calling with your friend? I said, I've seen Richie's, let me seen up to 45 minutes. And that's how they talk. Now I now drove back home. So i on my way. Someone called me again. I, I, the anger that boiled
2: <laughs>
6: in me, I was so tempted to call and start screaming and shouting. And now, let me say so this. That's why I said sometimes, eh? this is somebody that she's my friend, but like our two poles are opposite. But because I'm trying, like, I, I'm looking for a way that she will not say that, okay, you, you're Jesus' child, and I'm me, I'm the Satan. Now, she's not good for me, I know that. But I am, I know that I'm not the one to work on her, like to return her back to Christ, but I can show her attribute of my lifestyle that can make her change her ways, right? Yeah. And so when this thing happened, I said, if I call her now and start shouting, what is wrong with you? Why are you going about to talk? What do you know? Like, I felt like it was going to make things worse. And this is someone I want to come back to the church. And this is someone I, I, I she's seen that, okay, Kalilda, this is, this is your lifestyle, this is not my lifestyle. So if if we continue to make people make people feel like they are unworthy, mm. I feel like we are even drawing them out of God's presence. That means you are, we are trying to say, okay, we are the holy ones; then they are the devil. You, 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 I don't know how to, put it. to be honest with you. She is not talking to me, <laughs> and I've been praying to God and telling God that, Father, please. Um, how do I? This is I feel like this is an opportunity for me to draw closer. Because now I would I will say, God, I want to resource for you. I want my life to reflect light so that people will see and glorify the work you're doing in me. But at the same time, I'm finding it difficult because you know that sometimes you you talk to someone and you you're trying to bring them from a point of love and they just explode on you. So now I feel like I'm being stingy and I'm trying to save myself. Like I don't want to be dead. To understand that, okay, that I want to be, I, I don't want to be dead. Like I'm scared that me, I don't want to uh, sin against God. But at the same time, my life is also wasting. I like I don't know explain. It's hard because you know, you you I feel so uncomfortable. I will not lie to you. Sometimes I'll see her post. Normally I'll just say I'll heal her, but I will lock up and I beg. I'm I'm not worried, you cannot affect my life. But I now see it. What if I've lost the opportunity that I'm supposed to draw closer to God because of just that singular act? So when you're now seeing about these things that all these things that we do as Christians and we are fighting for God, fighting to show that um, we, our lives are perfect, other people's lives are not perfect. It just was really like, now nah, I think this is like a confirmation to Naga and Kola, leave everything, play the fool. say, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry the well, way I should have come to come and do the scan where you are. I should have written and this is just like something that is just confirming in my spirit, just to like mm-hmm. love on her. So it's 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 not easy. I, I say that sometimes Let we pray for me, Father, give me patience, Father, give me tolerance, give me this. God always creates opportunity, but at that time, mm-hmm. it's very hard for you to know that God is creating this opportunity for you to. Walk on or to overcome that weaknesses you have. In, I feel him all this powerful. So it's actually, I think this section is actually intertwined with the last section, Elohim himself. Um, Elohim, the, the first part, because I think there was a part you said that um, we are asking God that, uh, Father, I want patience. You're asking God, Father, help me overcome this challenge. And when God creates all those opportunities for you to go, you never see it. You are so drowned in your own flesh that you feel like you're, you're the Jesus at that time. You're correct yeah. at that time. So it's, it's just, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> but I really, I'm really grateful. I really just confirmed and I, I, I pray and I'll give you feedback that I called <laughs> Yes. yes um... <laughs> Sorry, because I cannot go and climb the altar and sing or pay my offering when I know that I am giving somebody a headache oh, because I believe that she's carrying me in her mind and she'll be praying, her prayer will not be answered because of me. How does that make me feel? This is when I call my friend, and this is when I want to be closer to God. So it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. But I thank God for this section because I think it just something in my spirit that just confirmed me in my spirit for me to actually, okay, it is time for you to love on her forget whatever happened forget the fact that she told people one thing with me i hate drama if there's drama i will run away i don't just like drama mm. i hate people that are dramatic but that's i don't know. i suppose drama for them to have that shot so that you just see them for who they are so
0: as well I would say that um, instead of focusing on whether you lost a soul or rather focus on yourself to get yourself to a point where if such opportunity comes again, you would do better than you did last time. So what's most important is working on your own environment, your own self. Everything that happens around you will be a consequence of that which you yourself have become. So the best way to be the best person to that girl is for you to work on yourself. And who knows, God provided, that, like you said, he provided you the opportunity to help to build you. So I would advise that you, you would, uh, you would uh, allow that work to be complete. And that fire that needs to burn inside of you, let that fire do its work and you dance inside it like uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And you know, when you come out, cause look at, Meshach, and Abednego entered into the fire as normal men in Babylon. But when they came out, what happened? They were chiefs and they were put uh, given positions as officials. So that tells you the work of the fire. It takes you as a simple piece of wood or whatever and when you come out, you come out as gold. You know? So that fire that God wants you to enter inside is good for you. I enjoy it. And God bless you. You know?
11: Yeah. God bless you. So finally, finally, confidence. Uh, go ahead, please.
10: Thank you, Oshaka. Thank you everybody for speaking. I want to quickly talk, um, but I think the lady who spoke before, spoke cordelia was talking about, you know, her having things that she does um that she doesn't want to do anymore, but she just keeps doing it even when it's praying and we studying the scripture. Um what you said is very correct, you know. But when when you have dirty water inside um, a drum or a barrel, except you pour out all of the dirty water and rinse it, any clean water you put inside will become dirty. Mm. So you need to allow it to completely. Some of these things you did not start doing them in one day. It took years, but so you were doing yeah. these things consistently, and then you can't that in one day or in two days, it will just disappear. But when you keep pouring in clean, there's a a method of pouring in clean water into dirty water consistently. At some point, the dirty water will run out and the clean water will fill up the barrel. So you must be consistent in pouring in the clean water. What is the clean water? The word of God, praying, exhibiting the fruits of the spirit, even on the days where you are like, there's some, some things that God has helped me with, like several addictions where at some point i was like oh my god this thing, i don't crave these things anymore what's going on what happened to me but then there's some things that i still see every day even till today and i'm like it's so just going to be just why are you so prideful why are you so but i realized that every time i see those things being exhibited it is clear that god wants me to see that it's still remaining and until all of it goes away the, the 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 humility that comes with Christ will not have perfection. So now I embrace it when it comes, I just say, no problem, I move. No problem, I move on, I press on, you know. This this thing does not make this is this is not who I am, but this is who I am becoming, you know, has to I have to go down to the Egypt so that I can come up to the promised land. Mm-hmm. I need to Face these things you every day. I need to face my pride. I need to face you know my conceited behavior. I need to face you know my my um inconsistencies, my laziness. I need to face it every so every time I'm forced to face this, I am happy. When earlier when I interrupted you and you uh you know you you said something before confidence of before. Hey God, i have probably logged off. <laughs> Log <laughs> But I was so excited. I was like, yes, I believe that you know, if I'm strong enough to receive correction, it means that something good is happening. Mm. Something good is happening. You understand? I'm so excited. So for the lady, I understand how you feel. It can be frustrating when you know you're you're trying to get rid of these things and it doesn't look like it's happening. You know, something is happening. But that's not true. Something is happening. The devil is trying to make you feel like nothing is happening, so you will run away. And El said something. I think I've been on HDA for about a month, but one of the first things he ever said to me that stuck with me was, remember God. Remember God. So every single time those things happen, remember God and come back to him. What the devil wants you to do, or what your flesh wants you to do, is that when those things happen, you just run away and don't come back. But repentance is not only about sin. Sin is not the only thing you repent from. Repenting is like changing your mind, changing your focus, changing your trajectory. So when those things come into your heart, remember God in that instance and come back to him. That is what excites him. And that's why David was a man after God's own heart. Because every time he stepped away and he remembered God, he would always come back. So it's not really about the problems or the circumstances or the temptations. It's your response to it that matters. And if your response in that instant is to remember God and come back to him, then I feel like you're on the right track. So I just thought like I should share that. Thank you.
3: Amen. Thank
0: you very much. God bless your confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Remembering God. So important. So, so important. So finally, we're going to have Miriam and then we close with a prayer.
7: So Miriam, go ahead.
5: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, this has been extremely amazing. Um, I just wanted to expand on what um, everybody, everybody that has spoken before me has said. Um, El-Shakar, you said something a couple of weeks back when you um, were mentioning how all that can fall can rise and all that can rise can fall. And that when costs come through, the way to level up is Either we pass that test, like that, that that trial, and then get to the next level. Or we fail and we take and still, like, pass and get to the next level and learn our lesson and level up. And when I was listening, because I've been in your DMs this week, so, like, you remember the last story I heard about my, about my friend? Like, it was, like, yes. two different situations. Like, a serious setup. Because... <laughs> <laughs> The day before yesterday, I w- I had a bad day. It should have been called a bad day by all ramifications. I was supposed to do a shoot at the beach. My friends cancelled on me. My brother cash- crashed the car. He had an accident. Cut his cut his, like on his face. Things like that. The car broke on the road. We had to start fixing it. My friend didn't get home on time. She almost got trouble with her parents and everything. But I was calm throughout because some part of me just knew so some part of me expected it and some part of me just knew that today if I can stay calm I'm about to learn something so I was because I saw it coming and then the next day the spirit was telling me ma'am you're going to be your test hasn't ended because I remember when I dropped the testimony on the group confidence asked me um you've passed <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like oh wait testing mm-hmm. I was like I do not know I wasn't ready for what was to come and, like, the day we started going, it seemed like it was going, but um, I, I, I started having cramps. So I was put in a situation where, like, I, I wasn't very in control of my emotions because my hormones were everywhere. And I was yeah. in pain, just snap. And then I ended up offending my friend without realizing that I did because I thought I was joking. Yeah. But this was somebody that I know had to have a track record of not taking offense. So I wasn't expecting to come, but still that spirit was telling me, "Miriam, Becca is going to come and talk to you and tell you that what you said hurt her. But I was like, nah, this is somebody that I've known this long, she doesn't, she's the hard guy, she doesn't get hurt. And then she came through actually, true, true. in the night when I was already tired and I was thinking the day is over, I've gone through this day, everything done. And she came to me in that moment where I was proud of myself and the most vulnerable. And she told me that she was hurt by what i said and in that moment i forgot everything that i thought i was holding on to like to learn a lesson and to level up and Mm. i picked offense and i basically attacked my friend somebody came to me to tell me that what i said hurt her that my actions had made her feel less than herself and i made it about myself Mm. I said it could not have been me. That was not what I meant. And she, she had to have been wrong. And when in all of that, I was still stealing in my selfishness. And when I finally came out of it, like hours later, after sleeping over and crying and shouting and everything, I realized I just saw myself and I was so ashamed and disgusted. I was like, is this you? It has to be you. You did not know it was you, but now you've seen that this is you. And you have to do something about it. And in that moment I was so hurt because I did not remember, I, I did not remember God in the way that in the way that um confidence has advised that, that we should. All I remembered was God, oh, I'm trying to be a good friend and see what see what, see what see what she's saying to me. I'm I've always been trying to be selfless. I've always been doing this, I've done that, I've done that. I was remembering things I did and that things that should be worthy of of, of commend, commendation. And I just I just forgot. That it is not in that in the things that I've done, but in things that I'm consistently doing that make me who I am to her, that make me a good friend to her. So yes. there is a part of remembering God before and after these things happen. But there's also the part of not stealing in it. Don't stay in that place where you have made a mistake, where you have done something wrong. Look for the lesson in it and move on from there hang on to the lesson, it's accepted with all humility because in this moment, I am, I am humbled. I am humbled in that I know that I do not know anything. A person I thought I knew for nine years, I found layers to her that I never saw before. And I am humbled in that I have been so wise in my own eyes and I am seeing that I really do not know anything. And it is such a beautiful experience to know that it is not about you. It is, all these things, they're not about you. Things go wrong. The test, even the test you are taking, the falls you are, you are falling, the, rise, the rising that you are rising is for other people. It's for Christ. It's for Christ to be expressed through you. It's not for, it's not just for you. And that's what I would like to, us to close with today. That all the lessons that we're learning, even in Heaven's Gate, that is a pathway to, like um, um, El Shaka was saying to me earlier this week, he said, Every single person that is Christ is a bridge. It's, they don't point to themselves. They point to other people. They point to other things. They point to Christ. And that is what we must, we must always remember to never forget. It is not about you. Even in the moments when, when it feels like you forgot and you slipped, stand up again. Remember that it is not about you and continue. God bless us. Good night.
0: Amen. Amen. God bless you, Miriam. That was a fantastic one. God bless you. Um, So, yeah, what a lovely night it was, people. This was very blessed. I most certainly had a good time. (laughs) My phone has actually finished because as I'm here like this now, I know that uh, (laughs) my battery for tonight has uh, has been exhausted. But we thank God he's been blessed. So, friends, Um, Let us close with a prayer.